Hey, I'm Kyron. And this is Joel. And we're coming to you live from the Horizon Festival for a new episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I enjoyed my my first iced latte of the season this morning, Joel, and it was Ooh. blissful. Nice, nice. I've been I've been smashing the iced coffees quite a bit the last few weeks from uh. 7-Eleven do like a, it's from their coffee machine. You just get like a cup of ice from the, the freezer and you make like an iced coffee that way. Nice. It's Fucking just great. Like, thank, thank, so thankful that coffee works both ways. <laughs> oh yeah. It was like, it's like, it's like an unsweetened one as well. I was like, oh yeah. Actually, I just got my new coffee delivered today. My coffee of the month subscription arrived today. Haven't had a chance to give it a go yet because I actually need to go to sleep relatively early tonight. So... <laughs> Probably handy to skip the caffeine. Yep. Smart I've move. Two co- I've had two coffees today, so I don't think I need another one. I was going to ride this Two wave. coffees. Yeah. 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 It was, um, I'm just going to ride this wave out, I think, and then hopefully be able to crash by the time we finish recording. That's, <laughs> that's my plan. Just like coast this one out, this caffeine high. It's been going since like three o'clock this afternoon. Um, but yeah. No, lots of fun stuff. I've had a pretty busy week. Uh, work, among other things, but uh, lots of other cool stuff as well. So lots of video games, lots of tabletop games. Played some D&D yesterday, which was fun. That's always good. Catching up with friends and playing some D&D. Um, seeing friends I haven't seen for a while, which is good. Uh, but yeah, like just sort of just riding out the clock at the moment, really, in terms of waiting for exciting things to happen Ooh. Ooh. like i just i keep thinking about it joe i keep thinking about in like three four weeks red dead's here pax yep. is here yep oh i can't wait i yep like the panels are all out so i've been i've been perusing them and the uh the theatre was announced today, the winning name, it was, of course, yep. the Ibis Theatre, because how yep. is Bin Chicken going to lose? Yep, the Bin Chicken Theatre, that's what it's probably going to be called, yeah. I, I mean, it, they'll call it the Ibis Theatre, but the slang will be Bin Chicken. Oh, Everyone yeah. is only calling it Bin Chicken. A little I think bit of Australian it... humour, if there's not some non-Australian listeners here, like, I can't yeah. help you, just Google it. Yeah, there's a really great video, there's a song about, yeah, the, about the Bin Chickens, which, yeah, will definitely fill you in on the situation, and it's... Also really fucking funny. Um, yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so I'm in the same boat as you sort of just working, riding at the clock, trying to ca- like still plugging away at some like bajillion hour games. Yep. Uh, officially happy to say that saying see you later to the school holidays again. 
So that's oh, going to make yeah. working a bit less annoying, which is pleasant. Can confirm work today was much better. <laughs> Excellent news. That's good to hear. I'm stressful. glad. I'm happy, yeah. Joel. Much less stressful. Although our, uh, like the area that I'm in charge of at my work, um, the escape rooms, uh, we we did both weeks of the school holidays. We made over 10 grand um, for nice. each week. Yeah, 10 grand a week. So fucking crazy times. But uh, yeah, good to celebrate that. We won our escape comp at, at, at work as well against all the other escape rooms in Australia, um, in the strike brand anyway. So we won 500 bucks to go towards our staff party, which is great. So we're having a massive staff party later on this year, which is going to be great. I'm looking forward to that very much so. Um, but yeah, like I said before, lots of video games. Um, one in particular that has I did not really expect to eat my life up as much as it did. Joel, we made has. a deal last week. Yep, I know. And you, and you didn't you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. I look, I started it. Yeah, um, I will. I will go back to it. I promise. I will go back to I, it. As soon as I saw, I think it was like later in the week. You told me how much you played Forza, and I was like, okay, delete. Yeah, we're good for now. We're probably good until maybe early January. Maybe. <laughs> no, look, I'm honestly going to go back to it this week. Uh-huh. I am. Yep. I legitimately am. Yep. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put uh-huh. down. I'm gonna put down Forza. It's. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I absolutely promise. Um, but but if you want to hear what my thoughts on Forza, I think it's time that we go and uh, check in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is, of course, what we've been playing over the last week. Where we check in, see what uh, missions we've accomplished, collect our XP, and... Uh, Give, us, give you guys our thoughts and impressions on what we've been playing. So, uh, how do you want to kick this off? I mean, let's do a big Like, as you said, you've been playing a lot of Forza. Yeah. It was... It's a, Actually, look, when I look at the things I played the most this week, I think I'm the same as you. Yep. So, we may as well tackle that one first. All right, good, because I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, oh, really? I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so, last Tuesday, I believe it was, Tuesday or Wednesday, um... Forza Horizon 4 launched on the Xbox One and uh, I guess Windows as well because Windows PC because Xbox Play Anywhere. Um, But yeah, mainly Xbox One uh, and it is also a part of Xbox Game Pass. So I thought because I hadn't let my uh, subscription go just yet. uh, So I thought, screw it. Why not? I enjoyed uh, the little bit of uh, Forza Horizon 3 I played earlier on this year. Um, 4 looks really great. It was reviewing really well. And it has like it has reviewed very very well, um, one of the highest rated games of the year, I believe. Um, like new games, anyway. Ooh. It's it's up there. Let's go check, um, check out Open Critic. <laughs> uh, cool, go for it. Um, it, uh, and I, I I say new games because there were some like re-releases or games that came out last year on other platforms that yeah yeah no it's completely stuff. Um. But yeah, so uh, Forza Horizon, uh, the the Horizon series is a spin-off of the Forza Motorsport uh, series, which I've not played any of, and I don't really want to, because I'm not a huge fan, and you probably know this if you've listened to the show before, I'm not a huge fan of racing sims as such. I get their appeal, and I have tried and played a little bit. I got, I think it was Gran Turismo 4 or 5, I got hooked on for a little while, um, and I enjoyed that, but for the most part, I like being able to like smash and crash my way around things. Um, 
above before, Wedgel, just before you move on, you were okay. actually pretty spot on. Oh, really? So I'll read you through the, I don't know, I guess the top 10 on Open Critic. Okay. Uh, I sorted by score, highest to lowest in release date 2018. Okay. I'll include the, the re-releases. It'll give you an idea of sort of how many there are that are in this right. list. So God of War, number one, average of, of 95. Yep. Forza Horizon 4, average of 92. Shadow yep. of a Colossus, 92. Yep. Nia Automata, Becomers Gods Edition, 92. Celeste, 92. Divinity awesome. Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition, 91. Monster Hunter World, 90. Injustice 2, Legendary Edition, 89. Sonic Mania Plus, 89. Bayonetta 1 Plus 2 Switch Collection, 89. Wow. That's, that, um... That's for top 10. Yeah. Well, as I'm, like, I, I heard, it was, every time I saw a review for it, they're like, yeah, this is, this is legit. This isn't yeah. just, like, an iteration of a game, of the, of the series. They've really mixed up the formula and really mixed up, um, certain aspects of the game to sort of differentiate themselves I guess even further away from Forza Motorsport. Um, so the Horizon series has always been based around um, the Horizon Festival, which is a like a celebration of cars and racing and music because it's always like a combination of those things. So it's very like, you know, there's like different radio stations you can listen to that all will talk to you throughout the game and let and you know in on things. Thankfully, you can mute the radio parts of those radio stations. Thank you, I like Playground. Them. I turned them off immediately. I like them. I think they're fun. They're just, it really, I, I don't know. It, they're super cheesy, but they're just like a radio station. And I think See, it, it adds to the, the world building, I which like is it, weird to say. I like them in GTA, but in this one, I was sort of like, oh, I just want the music. I just sort of want the music. Yeah, it's fair. Um, and luckily they don't interrupt all that much. Um, no, that's true. And, and, and like, it's very short when they do. Um, and there's some pretty funny interactions. Um, I have one where I think the, uh, the host of, um, Horizon Pulse, which is like the pop, uh, station. She, uh, had an interview with the, have you done any of the stunt driving? Uh, yes. They're my favorite things. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, those events are my favorites as well, but I'll touch on them in a moment. But um, she had the director of the movie in for an interview, and it was really funny because she's like, oh, tell us a little bit about the movie. And like, if you've watched the cutscenes in the in the in uh, those um, missions, he's just like, um, I'm not really allowed to say at the moment. I'm actually, you know, under embargo sort of thing. But really, it's like, you know, from playing those missions that it's because he has no idea what the movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh... It's really fun the stunt missions are very good yeah and they're like they i thought when i was done with them i'm like oh that's a shame but then there are other ones that pop up that are not stunt based ones but they're like you know that they're little story chunks essentially and they're called like story quests and usually like 10 missions in a row um but yeah so forza horizon 4 is um the latest in that iteration um it's set in the uk around like edinburgh and um the English countryside, and it's just, it's, it's out, straight out the gate, it's gorgeous. The game is stunning to look at. It's just beautiful. Because um, normally, sometimes when you, you get racing games, um, they focus a lot on the cars, which is all, which is completely understandable because you want the cars to look good in a well, racing game. I mean, especially, especially in games like Forza Motorsport and even GT, because of those games are driving simulators, so the cars are ultra detailed in those games. Uh-huh. 
and like they are they are licensed cars. There's over in, exactly in, in four as well. There's there's like over four hundred and fifty licensed cars. I, I, I gotta say, scrolling through the cars in Forza Horizon Four made me realize just how little I know about cars or care about them. Yeah, uh, man. See, I, I'm like you know, I grew up in a family that was all about cars and things like that, and I, I'm not. I could not tell you anything about stuff under the hood or anything like that. But like, I know different cars and I know different models and makes and stuff, and um, so it was really fun to sort of like scroll through there um, and and pick up some really nice cars. Um. But yeah, so the, the you basically it's an open world game. You drive around, find events. You can team up with people in a convoy with of your friends and like compete in events. Um, there's like like game modes where there's like uh, I haven't played them yet, but there's like capture the flag and infected and like little game modes that are all um, built into this as well. Uh, and then you've got your story chunks as well. You've got your showcase events. You've got constant progression leading towards things that you're always getting rewarded for doing something no matter whether it be you know you might not be very good at driving but you might be really good at designing cars so like if you're like designing decals and stuff and putting them up online and people are voting on yours you can get you can earn xp and money by doing that uh and if you're really good at it, you can earn a lot from that um same with it there's like a photography section there's all these different things so much say, you, you struck on a really important part as well like the fact that you are always progressing. Yes. I am not... I Like, when I play races, arcade races are generally the ones I prefer, especially if they've got a boost. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, this isn't like that. So yep. I'm not... I'm not great at it. But even even just finishing races gets you enough credits and influences and stuff to actually keep moving forward. So yeah. you never feel like you're, you're just like, I've got to do that event again and come first, or I'm never going to go anywhere, which is refreshing. Yeah, and I think that's a, a, a general sentiment I've heard from a lot of people that have played it, um, from all different types of like you know people who love the Forza series, people who love like specific like racing sims or like, arcade races, or people who are just like this game looks pretty, I want to check it out. It's on Games Pass, why not? Um, and I, 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 a lot of people are like, you know, I don't when I finish a race and I get fourth, I don't get upset. No. I've gotten upset a couple of times, like, you know, like, just with, I mean, like, time trials and things like that, but that's because I've been doing them over and over and over again to try and get good times on certain missions and things. But um, you you always feel like you're getting something. It's not like, oh, too bad, you came forth. It's like, well done. You did it. And I think it does say that every time. It's like, you did it. You've placed fourth. And it's like, all right, cool. It, yeah, it um it says that it's like you finished. And you're like, I did. Yeah. I did finish. It's and it's just jolly, and it, just, it goes even further than that as well. Like you've got plenty of like every, every time, like the more you drive a certain car, like you'll gain points in that, and then you can like a- attach certain bonuses and uh, stuff to the car to actually help you do better as you're just progressing through the game, which is nice. Yeah, and if you find a car you really like, but it's you can only use it for certain types of events, you can like buy modifications for it. You can like customize your car like visually and under the hood as well yeah. to give it that extra boost like um uh, i've got a couple of cars that i've like i really like so i'm like putting a lot of work into them to try and make them drive the way that i like to drive them um which is really cool it's just you've got so many there's so much option and choice but it doesn't ever really feel overwhelming it's it's almost relaxing in a way <laughs> which is weird to say about a r- racing game um, especially if you have like that, that perfect song come on on the radio and you're just coming over a hill and like the sun's coming up 
and it's just this beautiful vista with a lovely little bit of lens flare on there and you're just hooning along the road and through the English countryside there's like some sheep over in a paddock and you're just like yeah this is this is super chill like I'm just enjoying cruising around this countryside um it's just I'm loving this game I mean um, terrible idea to invite the Horizon Festival to race there there's <laughs> yeah. a uh, there's a very good penny arcade comic about the nightmare that it brings because I mean it's essentially just your entire area is overrun by people who race and drive and crash. And also everyone has the ability to rewind time, which is further, you know, more problematic. And when they hit certain goals, they can just change a season at the snap of a finger. And it's just like, okay, we're in winter now. Here we go. (laughs) I I think they do describe that. They actually do travel forward in time. Like it's not like a, you fast forwarded time. It's like, oh, well, you've got to wait for the next season. But yeah, I get it. It feels like it. Because um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 it is the same with the rewind time thing, but it's just like, so many of my races, I'd be like, nope, sorry, we're going to freeze this this world and I'm just going to take that back about 20 seconds and we'll mm. try that again. Um, I kind of forget about the rewind thing because I, I, I've actually turned it off. See, um, I like it because it spares me from having to like, so many racing games, if you stuff up a corner, you may as well just start the race again. And honestly... I don't want to waste my time doing that. So it's nice to have the ability to just rewind the last 15 seconds and not yep. screw it up rather than go, well, sit through a loading screen, start the race again, drive to that same corner and hopefully not mess it up. I, I, I keep it on for that reason, basically. That's fair. Um, I I haven't, and I have done exactly what you said that you don't like, doing, which is like... Um, Wasting time. Rest- restarting races. But load times, not an issue. That's one thing I've noticed in, in terms of like restarting a race. Five seconds at most. Before I mean, the game if you're going to restart the in. race, you may as well keep the rewind on. Well, but no, no. Okay, so this brings me to my next point. So the game gives you a lot of choice, in not only in the way uh, what you can choose to play and how to play. You can like customize exactly. Well, I guess how you play and and what you need to your customize your experience. Yeah, basically. So th- that comes down to everything from like having like simulation damage on, um, or you can have um, you can turn on or off the driving line, so you can see when uh, if you you're getting pretty skilled at judging corners and things like that, you can turn that off and you'll get more credits for it. Um, or you could turn off the rewind feature as well and you'll get more credits for that. Um, adjusting the difficulty of the driver tars. Um, which are a great, a great like asynchronous multiplayer like uh, thing that the the Forza series does. Um, since I think like Forza Horizon Two, I want to say, or like maybe like Ford, one of the Forza Motorsports, they made a big deal about drivatars, which it's in are basically the cloud, Joel. It's in exactly. the cloud. Yeah, it basically it's like stupid. takes it takes like the play styles of other people, like your friends list especially as well. It'll it'll draw from them. But um, also other players who are playing the game and, and populate your game with and races with those drivatars, which are like AI controlled versions of the way that those people would play. I think is the way they try and describe it. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I I love the fact that you can just go in and just really tweak the way um, you want to play and, and and the way that you want to reward yourself. Like I when I started, I was like, yep, cool. I turned off a couple of things, but I was fine. Like I turned off like. Um, like braking and steering assist because I'm like, don't need those on. I'm good. I want to get used to how these cars feel and control, um, especially or like 
how to take them out of control in certain situations as well. Um, and, but then after a while I kept like just absolutely flogging races and the game was like, Hey, do you want to, you seem to be winning a lot. Do you want to up the difficulty of the driver tiles? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then I kept winning races and it was like, doing pretty well still. Do you want to up it again? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I started getting my ass kicked by everyone. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I think mine are sitting at like highly adept at the moment. So that's, that's where I'm at trying to, trying to beat the highly adept driver tiles. But, um, I just, this game's so much fun to play. For me personally, I just, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it in some way, shape or form. I'm, I'm very excited by that. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Like I, I, I'd been feeling the, the desire to play a racing game. So I figured again, it's, it, it, a lot of it comes down to the fact it's on games pass. Of if course, it wasn't, yeah. I would have just obviously not bothered, but, uh, you know, dropping that 10 bucks to sign up for a month of Game Pass to try this game out has not been a bad experience. I've enjoyed no. it very much. So I it's... have, I think I've hit the skill ceiling for me. So yep, I'll probably enough. be getting off of the next stop, but it's been a very fun ride so far. Yeah. Like, and that's it. Like you could just check back in and all this sort of stuff uh, whenever you really feel like it, which I guess brings to another good point. Like the, the, the probably one of the biggest changes about four, Forza Horizon four over the others in the series, is it introduces a new sort of, seasons mechanic that's the whole gimmick of it i guess um and it's implemented quite well so basically you've got your four seasons which is like summer autumn winter spring um and the tutorial is like i, I think i i described it to you at one point in a, a we were chatting back and forward uh via facebook and i think i described it to you as like a jrpg style tutorial because it goes for about like five hours <laughs> and double five or six hours to get through the whole tutorial um, where it sort of slowly drip feeds you all the different things and events and stuff that you'll be doing. It also, you start off in summer and the game, you have to level up your influence to get to a certain point and then it'll move to autumn and then you get, then it'll move to uh, winter then it'll move to spring and finally you qualify to be put onto the Horizon roster. And that's when the game starts, I guess. Um, like the open world aspect of it anyway and being connected online and all that sort of thing. Um, but the way that the seasons work are, is that, uh, seasons last one week in real time. So like at the moment it's autumn. So I think there's like three days left of autumn. And at the end of those three days, it'll change to winter. And at the end of those three days, it'll change at the end of another seven days, it'll change to spring. And so different, uh, parts of the map, obviously in, in terms of like stability and control and, and different effects that we'll have on the cars as well. Um, like in autumn, there's a lot of mud around a lot of like uh, wet leaves and things that can impact your driving a little bit. Um, and like really make you think about readjusting your cars that way. Uh, winter, there's an entire lake that gets frozen over and I'm pretty sure the festival, the horizon festival site gets moved to the middle of the lake. So one of your festival hubs is on the center of this frozen lake, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, so like different, different, uh, things will be accessible and available to you depending on when and what season is going on in the game. And that's such a cool idea for a driving game. So do you not have control of the seasons after you exit the introductory area? Nope. Nope. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a one week thing. Hmm. 
So yeah, it's basically it's it's essentially like you know seasons is in like the seasons of weather, but also it's a season of the game basically in one week, and so different events will occur, um, different uh, uh events and opportunities will occur depending on what season it is as well, and they'll rotate through them as well, and that's when it becomes sort of like a games of service almost. Um, it, I I could almost like liken it a little bit to like Destiny almost, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, a lot of the stuff you've described, it even has, like, the loot box, the loot wheel spins. So it's oh, absolutely, yeah. like, I would, games as service is very accurate. Yeah, and um, and just to sort of, like, further push the Destiny comparisons as well, there's a there's a, a thing called uh, like Forzathon, which is basically, by completing objectives and things like that, you get Forzathon points that can be used to purchase, like, limited edition things and, like, limited time stuff and complete limited time objectives and things as well. But there's these things that happen every hour on the hour called Forzathon Live. And basically it'll pop up on your map. You'll open your map and it'll be like, oh, there's a Forzathon Live starting in 10 minutes. And you're like, all right, cool. So you put a waypoint there, drive over to it, hang out, wait for the, the Canada countdown. There's like people will start arriving and like hanging around. And then it'll be like, all right, Forzathon Live is go. And so you have to complete like three different objectives, but you're doing it all together. And you've got like a group bar down the bottom. So the one, the first one I did, the, the first thing we had to do was um, a speed zone, which is basically it'll mark like a certain part of the map. And you've got to maintain like a, a high average speed throughout that little stretch of road. Uh, and it'll give you like an average at the end of it. And then um, they just appear in the game normally. But the way they work here is those that your score there will get added to the bar down the bottom. And you keep running that, that same little thing until you fill that bar, basically. Uh, and you've got like a, a period, like a, a certain like you know time limit that you have to uh, complete these objectives in as this big group. And obviously, I I did one. A, a couple of them I've done have been at like late night, so there haven't been a whole bunch of people around. And I failed those ones. Well, we failed those ones because we didn't just couldn't quite make it in time. But I did one in like the afternoon uh, on the weekend, and um, there was lots of people around, and we absolutely annihilated it. And it was so good just to see all these people driving around trying to like. One of them involved um, a danger sign, which is basically like a massive jump. So we, it was like all these people just like lining up and jumping off this ramp and then like driving back up the hill and then like getting enough speed up and then jumping off again. And it was just like these, all these like lemming cars just jumping off a cliff. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, 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 I know it, it sort of reminded me of like the public events in Destiny where like anyone could rock up. Everyone is alerted that it's happening at some point. And you rock up, and if you choose to compete in it, you'll get rewards from it, and everyone's working together to, like, you know, um, complete a, a one shared objective. And it's just really cool. Really, really fun. Uh, and that's not even talking about, like, I mean, like we said before about 450 licensed cars in the game. Um, there are, like, I think 12 all up uh, specialty cars called Barn Finds, which are not new to the series. They've been, they were definitely in three because I remember them. I think three might have been one of the first ones that appeared in, I believe. I think they might have been when they first introduced Barn Finds. You're the Forza man. I got nothing um, on this. <laughs> I've played two. Um, I've played two of them. I played still, one. Yep. Um, but I think they they introduced them in, in three, but um, they're sort of a staple now. And basically, what they are is like at certain points during the game, you'll get a notification. It'll be like, new Barn Find rumor. And one of the, the heads of the festival will be like, hey, so um, people on Reddit are going like 
there was an anonymous tip like posted on Reddit that there's supposed to be like a barn. There's supposed to be a, a deserted barn that's got like a rare car in it. I'm sending you the location now. If you want to go check it out, feel free. And it'll make like a giant purple circle on your map. And if you go to that circle and drive around and try and drive around enough, you'll eventually find like a barn and you'll get a little, trigger a little cutscene where you'll basically get, you know, to see a, a wreck of like a, a pretty special looking car. And then the the heads of the festival will take it away, like the wreck of the car. And it'll be like, we'll contact you shortly when it's ready to go. And then you just keep going about doing your thing. And then after a little while, they'll be like, hey, that car's ready. Do you want to come and check it out? So you go to your garage and go and check out this new car. And because of that, I now have a 1968 uh, Cooper S, Mini Cooper S, and it's my jam. I have put a lot of money into that car, and it <laughs> handles it's fucking quick. <laughs> like, I think I got up to like 250k in it, which, as someone who owns a Mini, doesn't drive it much anymore, but has, owns a Mini and has driven it like on like long stretches of road where like the speed limit's like 100k's. Getting it up to, and it's not, it wasn't a Cooper, it was just like a stock standard car, um, stock standard Mini, but like getting that up to like 90Ks felt like I was going to take off. Like I felt like everything was rattling. I thought I was going to like, it was like a rocket launch. Um, so with that knowledge in my mind and hooking around in this Cooper S that's doing 250K, I'm just like, oh my God, everything must be reverberating at such a high speed inside that car right now. Um, Your poor driver. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably one, I guess if I'm going to be nitpicky about it, that's one thing I don't like, is that you get to pick a character, like the uh, like a player avatar model, and you can't you can customize their clothes and everything, but you can't really customize anything else. And I get it, it's not an important thing, but it's really, I, I don't know, I would have liked to have been able to try, at least try and put myself See, personally in the game. I get it because honestly, if you're gonna if if your avatar had more input in the cutscenes, fair enough. But you never really do, and yeah, true. I don't see what's stopping them from just letting you customize a character. Yeah, like I like I just I I'm just talking about like changing, literally changing the color of the hair. And maybe the hairstyle. That's all I'm after. See, I, I, I think I picked the default character because I didn't really like the look of any of them. I was like a, I was like a, an Asian-looking guy for a while because he had sort of similar hair to mine, but then I felt really bad about it. And I was like, this isn't right. So I picked like just generic white dude, and I'm like, this is, this is fine. Uh, what did you Here pick as your, as your tag? My tag. Like, you know how you got to pick a word at the start, and that's what they refer to you by? To, you know, to um, to justify not saying your name. So, I didn't have to worry about that. Because I don't know whether it read my Forza Horizon. Well, it did, because I got bonuses for it. But I don't know if it read my Forza Horizon 3 thing. But, um, like, save file. But the cool thing about it is they do have a, a, a very extensive list of pre-recorded names. Oh, yeah. And so mine is one of them. So the game talks to me. It's like, well done, Joel. And because it's it, one, it's an English accent talking to me, and also it's it's like a canned message essentially. It sounds a little strange sometimes. And also, one of the heads of the festival is called Joel, so it gets really confusing sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I've got my name. I didn't have to pick anything. It was just like, oh, well, well done, Joel. Congratulations, you yeah, bastard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a generic name. That's fine. 
I picked I picked sloth. It felt appropriate. Sloth. Yep, nice, nice. Um, I can't remember. Ash said she picked something because she started playing it as well. Um, I can't remember what she. I think it was like Hot Mama or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was it was something really funny. There are some um, fun fun tags in there. I picked sloth because it it suited how I'm going to do in this game. Yep. No, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I look Forza Horizon. If you've got an Xbox One. You've probably got Game Pass, and if you don't, it's ten dollars. If you if you're vaguely interested in checking out Forza Horizon, I think it's worth it. Um, I I if you've got an Xbox One X and like a four K TV, I'd be really interested to see how this goes. Because if you've got the One X, you can choose between like performance mode where it runs at like a like a solid sixty frames, um, with like a hit to the graphics, obviously a little bit, but it runs at like sixty frames per second. I was like, oh, that would be, that would be nice to look at. Um, I'm always a, a bigger supporter of frame rate over visuals, of especially in something like this or a fighting game. Like, frame rate is key. Like, you know, if you drop a frame when you're trying to corner, like that could be it. If you're driving like a hypercar or something like that, doing 320 k's and like having to try and break and turn around like a sharp corner, and it, like the game locks up for a second, like that could be you out in the field and. <laughs> crawling your way back to the road so um but yeah I, i'm i'm a big fan of uh of horizon 4 i knew i was going to enjoy it at least for a little while but i didn't expect it to like enthrall me as much as it has um and i'm just having so much fun with it so yeah that's gonna you know tide me over for a little while but i promise i'll start i'll, I'll go back to that other game this week I promise. okay all right it's fine I promise it's fine it's gonna happen i bought another game this week anyway so it's fine Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, I, what else have you been playing, Karen, apart from Forza? Uh, well, the main other game I've been playing, like apart from dabbling in a few hours and in minor things that I won't bring up this week, uh, I, I spent a, a a solid two or three hours one night uh, playing one of the new PlayStation Plus games this month. And that right. game is Friday the 13th, the game. Okay. Yeah, so it's a game I wasn't immediately excited for, if I can be honest, because last month, obviously, one of the Plus games was Dead by Daylight, and both of these games are very similar. Yeah, and they launched pretty close to each other as well. Yeah, it was very unfortunate for both mm. games, honestly. And now they're both Plus games, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the easiest way to, to describe Friday the 13th, the game is one player can play as Jason... And the other players all play as little innocent civilians, camp camp people, just trying to camp councils, trying to get away from the horrible murder and bastard. Yep. So it's like the, the whole like the the asymmetrical yes. multiplayer. Like yeah. Think Evolve. Like Evolve started what these games have basically become. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of those other games have like sort of refined it and maybe like focused in on certain aspects of that gameplay. Um and yeah, well, from what I've heard of you playing this game, I I wasn't present for it because I was at work, but um, I was receiving updates in our group chat <laughs> about it, so uh, it, I felt like I was there. It it was it it was an interesting experience, let's put it that way. <laughs> so first first and foremost, when you play as Jason, your goals are pretty simple, and it's just kill everyone. To do so, you've got, a, you've got a variety of options, and Jason is, himself has a bunch of abilities. For example, if the camp council is being noisy, 
like if they're running around or rustling through stuff a lot uh, or smashing or, you know, smashing through windows and stuff like that, you will get like a little pulse on your screen in their vicinity, which will sort of give you an idea of how to find them. Because as someone who plays Jason chasing one of our very sneaky friends who was being (laughs) very careful to not make any noise, it was very frustrating because I had no idea where to look. And he does have abilities to to sort of check where people were. Like he's got a, a... a sense that he unlocks pretty early on. You can you can trigger it, and then it enters a cooldown. And any buildings that a, that a player is entered nearby will be highlighted red, unless they're specifically avoiding buildings, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then or, you sort and, of, or, or or maybe the opposite, and they're going into every single yeah, building. Well, so it's like I think there's a, well. I think there's a way to tell by looking like at the building, like how okay, like which one's most recent. But either way, like I just remember this particular game, one of my our friends was avoiding buildings. So I would pop that ability and still have no idea where he was. <laughs> uh, so he also has another option, which is essentially, I guess a warp. So it's basically, if you see a player, or if you have a pretty good idea of where one is and you want to get there quickly, he can basically trigger a warp where you move rapidly in in the direction you're steering basically to that to that particular p- player which is great when you're playing as jason uh when you're a counselor it's genuinely terrifying <laughs> when you're just you've got it all figured out and then you'll get like the the screen does like a vhs style flicker yep. and then suddenly jason's there you're like oh shit <laughs> or you hear the <laughs> you hear that sort of sound yeah yeah so and he had a couple of other abilities I never really got a chance to use in our games because it. here's how these games go as Jason. Either it's dragged out for a long time or it's over very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, playing as Jason was probably was probably the most fun I had in that game. It's, it's pretty great being like the overpowered killer. Like you can... You can... So L2 is like a grab and you will grab other players and you'll then get like context specific kills you can do. Like, I think if you just hold the L2 button, like he just crushes their their fucking throat or something like that. I think, or sometimes he'll like push in their eyeballs as well. Yeah. Or you can like drop into the ground and like ax them in the groin or the chest or whatever. So there's a few other ones and there's, I had, I did see some environmental specific ones as well. Like a friend of mine was trying to escape through the lake and uh the lake one's great i've seen because i watch a lot of let's plays in this but the, let, the, yeah. the lake one's awesome jason just drags you under <laughs> it like cuts to like a front shot of like the characters like like treading water and he just yeah. the, like you just disappear underneath oh terrifying yeah so and that's kind of cool like that helps that so i'm gonna compare it to dead by daylight which i'm not sure how fair it is and again maybe i just didn't give it its due time but being the killer, also, you, you basically your goal was to get the other players and sort of put them on meat hooks. Yeah, and from what I could tell, and that sort of, and like either players would rescue them or they would die there. And it just this was more fun, just straight up, it was more fun. Which is weird because it seems to me like from just from someone who's watched people play both of these games, I haven't played either of them myself, but it seems like Dead by Daylight feels more balanced. I don't know, like, but. So for me, the other part that comes into this for for, for this uh, in Dead by Daylight, again, maybe I didn't play it enough, but I'm pretty sure I got the general gist of it. Like the 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 rest of the players who aren't the killer, like their task is pretty simple. 
Yeah. And maybe that maybe people prefer it for that reason, because all you really have to do is track down specific objects and like interact with them with QTE to sort of do all those and get out of there. But uh like Friday the thirteenth, as it is based off of the, the series, has like a other other stuff going for it. There's lots of little items you can pick up. So the basic main way to escape from what I can tell is to basically fix up a car and get out of there. Yeah. Which you have to find fuel for the car, you have to find a battery, and you have to find keys. Yeah. Uh, get those three things and you can you can leave. But there are also little things. I, I don't know specifically how it works, but you can call, if you've got enough players and one of you dies, you can get a radio or go to like a, a tower or a payphone or something and call in, I forget his name, and um, Ben specifically was probably yelling at me as Tommy. he listens to this. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the guy with the shotgun can get called in. Is it and, Tommy uh, Jarvis, I think his name is? Tommy, yeah, sure, that sounds about right. And basically go mano in mano with uh, Jason himself. And from what I can tell, Jason can be killed. I believe from what I've heard, there is a very have, specific way that the yes. cancelers can rally together to kill Jason. Yeah, you have to go to a specific place and do like a very specific thing. But he can yeah. be killed, which again is nice. It's cool. And, and the... The terror of sort of just sneaking around any of the camps. There, it seemed like there was like large and small map variants. Okay. Half of a player count we had, which I think was five, maybe, which was yeah, four v one. Yep. It uh, it worked better on the small maps. The large maps would you sort of you would get lost and not know where anyone is, which works for the fear factor because it would be terrifying. Yeah. You'd just be sneaking along and you'd hear like the. And you're like, oh. where, where is oh. he? Where oh. is he? I don't like this. I am not in a safe space. And that would get you. But on the smaller maps, you could at least pretty reliably find a friend and then sneak around with them and try to accomplish goals. Maybe you would reveal yourself to be a bad friend in some situations. <laughs> oh, I've heard stories, Karen. I mean, there's a, a YouTube video where oh. you can go and see me being a bad friend. There's to uh, to <laughs> might... our... our, our our poor friend from the Hunting Seasons podcast, Broderick Gordes. Yeah. I might, uh, I, I might speak to Broad and see if we can uh, maybe stick that up on our YouTube channel or something like that. The long of it, I'll give you the long and the short of it. Basically, because you can do, you can like set traps and you, the the counselors can pick up weapons to sort of delay Jason, like like knives to jam in his neck is sort of like an, an instant escape if he grabs you. Yep. Shotguns, baseball bats, all that sort of stuff. So what had happened was. We were in one of the, the, the cabins, and I don't, Jason was very... He was coming for us. So we were like, okay. Broad set up a trap. He had a shotgun, so he, like, drew that, and, like, his, he had his rifle aimed at the door. And I was just sort of like, well, I've got a baseball bat. So I hit under the bed, came back up. Then I, I the rest of it is a blur from my end. <laughs> I heard the trap go off. I heard the shot go off, and I was like, I'm out. So... <laughs> I was I was going to leave. Little did I know how close behind Broad was. And because I was like, what I'll do is I'll close the door on on Jason. This perfect plan. Makes sense. Perfect plan. Uh unfortunately I also closed the door on Broad. So <laughs> it just left him to die. I sacrificed my friend so that I might I may live for like maybe another 30 seconds tops. <laughs> it was it was poor form, but also it was pretty hilarious. So I'm torn about whether I regret it or not. At least it was funny, though. I did I did hear about another instance where I, I believe our other good friend, Mr. Ben Clark, um, shot you in the face. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So what happened there was <laughs> I had fueled the car up, so that part was done. I had the car key, so that part was done. Yep. All I needed was a battery. At this point, the, th- the other guy, like one of our friends, was dead. So you know, oh well. It was just two of us, and Jason left. And I was like, cool. Well, we'll get the battery, and we're golden. So I found the battery, and was like, excellent. We'll start heading to the car. Jason turns up. And I'm like, okay, my friend's got a gun, so I'll try to sort of go around him. And I must have been, like, some of my model must have been in front of him when he pulled the trigger. Basically, he executed me at point-blank range, <laughs> killing me and his chance of escape, because he then had to sort of, sort of like, kite Jason around and try to grab the battery and the keys from my corpse. All he managed <laughs> to grab was, like, a, uh, a first aid spray, which he then sprayed on himself to heal himself, and then Jason grabbed and killed him. Oh, God. Uh, another great one I had was where I was playing as Jason and I'd managed, I'd killed the, one of the people. And so there was two left and I tracked one of them down and I grabbed him and I had him in the air to kill him. And then the other guy came up to hit me, which was Ben going, ah, oh, thinking that he'd saved Brod or whoever, <laughs> Brennan, I can't remember who it was, but either way, I had done that animation and I'd killed them, but Ben thought he'd saved them. So he was like, oh, because then I immediately turned around, grabbed him, killed him. Ben was like, oh, well, at least you got to live. I'm like, oh, no, I killed him first. <laughs> like, you, I killed him and then you delivered yourself to me as well. You too busy just being like, yay, run Ooh. free. <laughs> I'm helping. Yeah, delivered delivered his corpse to me. That was nice of him. But <laughs> it, yeah, if if you are into those sort of multiplayer games and you have a plus subscription, like I definitely recommend checking it out. It... I don't like to say that it was a lot better than I thought it would be, but it honestly was. Yeah, I remember, like, I've watched a lot of people play it, because obviously uh, the Let's Play family on uh, on YouTube and stuff like that have played it. They, they played it quite a lot. Um, that was really Even Michael Huber from Easy Allies has talked about it a lot. Yeah, and also, like, the, the guys from Kind of Funny, the, the Kind of Funny let the party modes are 100% worth a watch, because... Greg plays Jason in one of them, and he's just a fucking... He's a maniac. He's an absolute maniac. Yeah, look, I, I didn't... Like, Jason can mess with the counselors in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, he's got all his powers and stuff, but he can... Obviously, the counselors can, like, blockade doors and that, but he can just... He can, he can just cut them down. He can, yep. he can, like, axe through certain walls. He can cut the power to cabins to freak people out. Like, mm. it can be terrifying, like, running from a, a really... A really conniving Jason... Well, it was. It's not so much that he was conniving. It's more so oh, that okay. he's just Greg Miller as a person is a maniac. So yeah, uh, okay. Right. I see. I see. I'm picking up what you're putting down. There's there's that one, and then there's also Nick Scarpino plays as Jason, and because Nick Scarpino is very bad at video games, and it's fucking hilarious to watch. I, if you haven't watched those, they are definitely worth a watch. I think there's like ones ones like 15 minutes long, the other ones like 25 minutes, and they are. Very, very funny. So that's the other thing. Yeah, the games themselves generally aren't super long, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. That's not what you're... Especially in a game where you know that some of your... Like, the the players are going to be not playing for a period of time. So, yeah. And when you do die, so you, you can basically... You've got your... You can, you can have a camera just looking at your corpse the entire time, if you so desire. Of course. Or you can flick your player cam around the rest of the players, including Jason... If you want to, if you want to be a dirty little cheater, we didn't do that, or if we did, we didn't tell the person who was running from Jason 
where Jason was. You just watch uh, and giggle. Yeah, like we I was watching certain points just when Jason was so close to killing the last guy and I was just like, oh God, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to tell him so bad, but I couldn't. It would be not fair. Uh, or you can also flick between all the camp cameras as well, which are basically the stationary cameras located around the camp. Okay. If you want to feel just a little bit more uncomfortable, like just watching Jason stalk people. Yep. Nope, that's, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Good times. But uh, yeah, no, definitely, like, we'll tee up a session with you, Joel, because I think yeah. I think you'll have fun. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, I it, it's definitely, I like the whole concept of, of both this and Dead by Daylight. They were both concepts where I'm like, that seems like such a, why hasn't someone done this before? Like, this makes, this makes so much sense. Um. I mean, and I'm not talking just about like the one v five thing. I'm just talking about like the interactive slasher flick, basically. Um, yeah, and it it's just fun being Jason, and I think that's a big part of where I didn't get into Dead by Daylight. Like when you're playing as the 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 the, the I don't even know what they were now. The civvies. It's like who cares? And when you play as the killers, whilst they were all you know pretty interesting original creations, like I don't know if anything compares to just donning the hockey mask and just being jason and there's like different skins and stuff you can yeah, unlock so as well yeah very different jasons from different movies and he's got like different jasons have different weapons and different abilities and stuff the best one you can... the best one that i like is um is because uh, greg miller uses it when he's playing it he uses the um the nes friday the 13th game one the purple jumpsuit <laughs> with the green mask and the you know how when when jason's I didn't getting know that was in there yeah That's so amazing and you know when jason gets close to you it starts playing the music yeah, it starts playing the NES eight bit music, like the chip tune music. That would instead. be less terrifying, but that's funny. But yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like it's just this giant purple purple jumpsuit with like a green face and hands. Um, nice. And yeah, I was like, that's really funny. That's really cool. And the counselors and Jason also have stats as well. Uh, for the counselors, you can roll perks. Which will, okay. which in, we can, they can vary in what they do. Some of them will increase your toughness, so you take longer to kill. Might make you a bit sneakier. Uh, you can unlock like costumes and outfits for them, and all sorts of stuff. So there's there's unlockables and customization to play with as well, if that's your game. But yeah, my main verdict verdict is I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. That's cool. Had, had yeah. a good night. I wanna I wanna tee it up with you for sure. Yeah, I'm keen for it. I know I know Ben is as well. Ben's very keen to play again. So, um. Definitely, we'll we'll try and hook that up at some point, maybe in the next week, hopefully. But apart from that, that's about all I've been playing, Joel. What about you? Uh, cool. Well, uh, another game that came out last week uh, was Super Mario Party for the Switch. Lots uh, of multiplayer this week. <laughs> lots of multiplayer, yeah. Like and like weird takes on multiplayer as well. Um, but yeah, so I mean, look. First and foremost, it's Mario Party. Um, yep. it's more akin to good Mario Party and not Mario Party 10, where you're all stuck in the one car together. What a um, stupid decision that was. Like, that, what a, I don't comprehend it. No. And it, there is a game mode that is like a, a like a four-player co-op, but even that seems more interesting than the way that they handled it in Mario Party 10. But And, and, and the thing is, like, fair enough have it as a mode, but at least this one has, like, the more traditional Mario Party. If, mm-hmm. if 10 had had that option... It wouldn't have been as egregious, but it just wasn't there. Yeah, it's yeah. It, we were it, stuck in that dumb car. It was bizarre. It was such a bizarre choice, and it yeah. Obviously, it, it was a fairly rushed game by the by the, by the, the looks of things. 
I, I would we call feel. that one the uh, the Wii U filler life. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this is a return to form for Mario Party. Uh, look, if you're listening to a, a podcast about video games, chances are you've played Mario Party, and chances are you've been fucked over by Mario Party on more than one occasion. Um, That's the Mario Party guarantee. Absolutely, and you know what? It's part of the fun of the game, like. Just getting grumpy, but not really grumpy. It's just more so like... Oh, I've, I don't know. I've been in situations where yeah. people have gotten pretty grumpy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, it just depends. The game can really screw you. And it depends who you're playing with as well. So uh, I will preface this by saying I've played through the four traditional boards. There's four like traditional Mario Party boards in this one. I haven't really played around with any of the other game modes or anything like that. Um, and I've only played against Ash. So Ash and I have been played and we've been pretty civil to each other pretty civil you're playing it wrong then mm. oh no look look we have our moments and we're <laughs> and look I, I, I ash actually said to me she's like i wish we were able to record this because this would have been a fun video to play um but yeah look your traditional game modes are there you've got boards you roll dice you move around at the end of everyone's turn you play a mini game Pretty standard stuff. Um, so I'll probably talk about just that aspect of the game because it's only the, the only sort of game mode that I've really played. Um, I, I mean, I would also argue, honestly, it's the most it's for it's for cro- it's, it's for main aspect of Mario Party. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but there are the, the other game modes that are there. Are I think would be a lot of fun to play with every now and then as well, just to mix it up. Maybe like in between rounds as well. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah. First of all, the boards are a bit smaller, and I was when I when I first was looking at them and I'm like going through the selection screen before we started playing them. I was like, "Oh, they're pretty small boards." Playing them, I'm like, "This is a that is a smart choice. That is a very smart choice. The game moves so much quicker now. Like it's a the the pace of the game is a lot quicker." Um, that's good because I mean, it, with my my previous experience with Mario Parties, there would be times on some of those bigger boards. Where a player's turn, the first minute would be just scrolling around the entire board trying to find the star. And, and yep, no, no one wants that. It's uh, I'll have you know, in this one, uh, when it's your turn, just below you, it tells you how many spaces you are away from the star. Oh, cool. Yep, it says like Excellent. it says like eight eight. It says like eight to star, or That's eight nice. and picture of I a really star. Like basically, that. yep, just a simple thing that makes that cuts out that bullshit that doesn't need to be there. You can still look Quality at the board. Of life. Yeah. You can still look at the board and go, all right, well, and like try and plot your course. Cause there are like not as many, but there are branching paths to, to uh, courses and different like ways to tackle them essentially. Uh, and each of the four boards has a different gimmick about them. Um, so that like the first one, which is like a Womp's fortress. So there's like Womp's that will block the way. Um, you can either land on like a, a green, um, event square that will move it or you can pay them coins and they'll move out of the way. So you've got options there as well. Um, you've got items. Items are back as well. So you've got things like um, uh, dash mushrooms, which are like a normal mushroom, which add a plus three to your roll. And then you've got uh, super dash mushrooms, which are gold mushrooms um, or golden dash mushrooms, I think they're called. Um, and they add plus five to your roll. Uh, you've also got uh, things like uh, the golden warp pipe. If you've got one of those, it basically warps you to one space before where the star is for sale. 
Nice. Um, which is really good for like clutch moves when someone's about to win in like the last few turns. Someone's got held onto one that they um they bought earlier on in the game and they can like snatch a star away from someone. Uh that may have happened once or twice. Um so that was fun. Uh and yeah, so you're basically trying to collect stars, collecting coins by winning mini games to be able to buy the stars. And that's it. It's I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like that's exactly what I wanted from this Mario Party. And I I, I would be lying if I said I we had a, a very good time Friday playing that. So Ash had a week off last week and we woke up on Friday. We went and picked it up, had lunch, came home. We played the first two boards back to back. Then I went to work. Then I came home. Then we played one more. And we finished that one. And Ash is like, do you, do you want to play the last one? I was like, yeah, let's do the last one. So we played the last one again. So we played all four boards in one day and I had an absolute, a, a whale of a time playing it. Um, it, if it, if you like Mario Party you, and you own a Switch, like it's a no-brainer. It is an absolute no-brainer. I've seen some people being a little bit mixed about it by the fact that there is only four boards in the game. I think the other game modes will add like have other variety to it as well. But like if you're going into it just for that specific thing, you've only got four boards to choose from. Um, there's eighty mini games, which is a good number, I think. Um, is it eighty all new mini games? I think it's, yeah, and I, I, I okay. think they're all new. I don't think I've seen any that are like, I've seen some that are like, oh, this is kind of like that one. Like, there's one where we're like in hamster balls trying to knock each other off a certain thing, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, all right, but it's in a different setting and it's like, and with like slightly different, um, you could actually, in that one, you could actually um, hold a hold a button to like charge up your attack and dash at people. Oh, Sonic style. Basically. Yeah. So you could do like a Sonic spinball at people. And, um, and so that was like, okay, well they've differentiated it enough from it as well, from what you know in those types of games. But then there are other ones where like, um, some of the, we, we played a one V three mini game where, um, the person who was by themselves, uh, there was like a screen that would play like, Cooper Troopers going by holding different fruit and then like a bullet bill going through in the background. And at the end of that, the person who was playing by themselves got to pick a question to ask the other three people. Like what fruit was Cooper Trooper number two holding or how many Cooper Troopers were there or what color was the third Cooper Trooper? Um, And then it goes, zooms out. And then the other three players have like platforms with numbers on them or like answers on them where you have to go stand and like make your decision and at the end of it, it goes like three, two, one, and um, the correct the, the correct answer will stay where it is, but the incorrect answers they're like trapdoors, and you fall down. And if you were standing on one of those, you would lose out of that round. So it's like this weird like game show kind of thing. The most terrifying one that we played um, is called "Don't Pet the Wiggler," I believe. Um, so it, it it was in a forest, and this one reminded me of. Bowser's Big Blast. So if you're, <laughs> if you're familiar with Bowser's Big Blast, it was basically like there's a bomb and you had to go press a switch, like <laughs> any number of switches, and it would either it's a be classic. safe, it would be safe, or it would set the bomb off and you would lose out of that round. And it was fucking tense. So this one, oh God. So there's a, a, a wiggler sleeping on the ground in the middle of a forest. And so you all sneak up and you have to take turns at petting it. Okay, the amount of times that you pet it, you get a point every time you pet the wiggler. Oh god! Okay, I see where this is going. Yep. 
And it's fucking terrifying. Because when that motherfucker wakes up, it is scary as shit. It is, it looks directly at you and it is, it's fucking terrifying. It's like nightmare fuel. Um, and Ash and I played it and we were just like, huh? Because uh, obviously you want to pet it as quickly as possible to get the, as most the most points, but you don't want to wake up the wiggler. And it just it kept going, and I was like, I couldn't handle it. It was too much for me. Um, it reminds me of I'm pretty sure it's a Mario Party. There was a, there's one mini game where you had to pass around the bomb. Yes, yeah, and it would it was it would obviously be about to explode, but you wouldn't know how long it would be. So you'd just be holding it going, oh, do I pass it? Yep. Do I just get rid of it immediately? Or do I try to try to buy some time? Current? And I'll, yeah, but, but... I'll have you know there is a variation of that one back in this game. <laughs> Great. Yep. Um, there's a bit of a spin to it, though, uh, which will bring me to another point. So one of the other spaces on the... Because on the, um, there are other, like, event squares and things that will happen on the boards, but there's a thing called an ally square. And if you land on the ally square, it basically sets off a roulette of all the other characters in the game that aren't being used. And we'll land on one of them, and you'll get that character as an ally. Um, and the way that works is because all the characters in this game, not only do they have like a normal one to six dice block that they can roll, they also have character-specific dice blocks, um, which have different, you know, pros and cons about them. So I was using at first, I was using Boo's. I, I played as Boo, and um, I his one is basically it's got like I think. Two, uh, a two, a three, a four, and a seven, and then also two uh, spots that ha- will, will uh, take two coins away from you. So it's like a risk reward dice. So you roll it. So I spent literally the first two ga- the turns of any like of the very first game we played of it. I spent not moving and losing two coins. So that was fun. Um. Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, so other ones might have like, I think Daisy's one has like all threes, except for she has like four threes and two fours. So it's like a really good one to like specifically hone in on a specific spot. Um, so that's a really cool, neat addition. But the ally squares work. If you hit it, you get that, uh, a random character will join your team essentially, and you get their dice block on top of your character's existing one as well. So you can choose between the normal dice block, your character's dice block, or your ally's dice block. And those allies will stack as well. So uh, we we had a computer controlled Goomba that had I think four allies. Um, so we had a variety of dice to select from, uh, and those allies will also roll a one to three dice block each that will add to your score, uh, that will add to your like your your roll total. So Chaos. yeah, absolutely. And it's but it's it, it's it, there is like a veiled strategy to it where it's like, oh, do I risk it and go for that? I'm seven spaces away. Do I roll for the seven and try and get that star and like risk losing two coins? Or do I play it safe and then maybe someone else will get there before me because they've got an item that might impact me later on? Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's that, that weird like pseudo strategy that, that Mario Party, because when it comes down to it, you know, bonus stars and they are still there. So it's all about those bonus stars, man. Yep. Got to get the coins, got to land on the green spaces got to win those mini games there's random ones as well so um oh god we encountered one that was the team up star and it was basically like the most accurate team up and it went to wario and luigi i think because it was like they were the closest as a team up in terms of their franchises as well 
Oh, come on. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's all right, fair enough. But um, but yeah, there's some there's some bullshit ones in there. But that that's all part of Mario Party. Like, if you don't like that, then chances are you don't like Mario Party. <laughs> like, you don't, you know. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and I I'm looking forward to uh come PAX time really whipping this one out a few times and uh having a few games i reckon i definitely think it'll be something we'll keep playing yeah i think you can't play it in handheld though can you can oh, you like, play it handheld tabletop mode like... absolutely you can okay cool. absolutely yeah the the amount of control variations to it is really cool considering you can only use the joy cons but um oh. yeah so you can only use the joy cons that's a bummer not a problem though because if you think about it I was like that at first. I was like, oh, we'll see how this goes. The mini games are all over within a minute. Like, a minute or two. And they all have different really cool uh, control schemes and different things that will, um, like, have you using the controller in different ways. Um, the motion controls in it and, like, the motion control mini games were actually some of the best motion control mini games I've ever played. Um, j- just in the fact that they were super responsive and they felt fun to play. There's a really great one where you've got like, you're cooking a steak. It's like a cube steak and you've got to like flip the fry pan around to try and cook all sides of the steak. And like, you have to be the first person to cook all the sides of the steak, uh, which is really cool. Um, Oh, and so in previous Mario Party games, when it comes to uh, playing a mini game after it's been selected, you usually get the opportunity to practice and get like a separate, like you can go, oh, we'll do a practice run. And you play through the mini game, you have a practice, and then you go for the real thing. In this one, um, so you know how current in, in Mario Party when you, you, the games explain to you how it's being played, and you can read the rules and stuff, and they usually have like a screen playing the mini game. So I'm guessing you're going to say the screen plays the mini game. The screen plays the mini game, but you're playing it. You can you actually okay. get to like control it there and actually have a test run there without going to a separate version of the game that's a practice mode. Again, that just it sounds like this has got a lot of just smart quality of life changes. Yep. It just improves the overall experience, which is good. Absolutely. Just cutting corners here. It seems to be what they're doing with these like re-release Smoothing games. Smoothing those edges. Yeah. Because, I mean, from what we've seen, Smash seems to be doing the same thing. Like being able to set your own custom rule sets that will load first before anything else and, and all that kind of thing as well. Um, and it seems to be very much prominent here in Mario Party. But um I hope they do DLC for it, and I, f- I feel like they're going to. Um, I feel like they, they, they could very easily release like at least another board or a character even. Seeing the fact that they've supported Mario Tennis Aces so much after it launched, um, and then even other things like... Because oh, didn't Mario Kart 8 get DLC earlier this year as well? I think. There's rumors that Mario Kart will get new DLC. Right, rumors, okay. Um, I, I, I feel like, uh, one of our friends, I believe it was Sean, it was either Sean or Brod. I was talking to him on the weekend about Mario Party and, and cause we'd, we'd all played it and, um, we were talking about DLC and he's, he had the idea of like them doing like themed boards around new Nintendo releases. So like Smash Brothers is coming out and just before it, a Smash Brothers board will come out in, uh, in Mario Party. I'm like, that's a fucking cool idea. I would be all about that. Like, if that Star Fox game is real, like the Star Fox races, Star Fox Grand Prix is real, before that comes out, a Star Fox board comes out. Or, like, a Donkey Kong one comes out. Like, I would love to see them sort of go down that route. And it seems like 
Nintendo are sort of setting themselves up with these like staple franchises by having like platform games now rather than like yearly iterations. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it'll depend on success because I think like they've stopped. Like, I don't think arms is getting any more updates. Okay. I feel like Splatoon 2 is wrapping up some of its stuff pretty soon mm, as well. I think well. it's last content updates coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. But even I mean, still, that's a year and a half of content updates, and they were oh, pretty yeah, consistent. Like, I reckon you, you'll get you'll probably get about twelve months of support for this game. Yep, and I'm totally okay with that. I, if they do it right and they do release new characters, which new characters would be a worthwhile worthwhile thing because they have abilities now. Essentially, <laughs> like they they have ability yeah, dice. Yes. Every game is Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. But I, I like that. I think it works. Oh in, yeah, in I, like well. that was derogatory, but obviously, I, I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. It's because it, I mean, again, previously in Mario Party, it doesn't matter what character you pick; you just pick whatever you want. You pick your favorite. It's nice to it's nice to add a layer to that where you've got to pick the one that plays to your style best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I that that boo playing as boo the first time, like the first two times, fucked me over. Then I switched to my girl Rosalina. That's when I started winning. So, is Daisy in the game? Uh, she is in the game. Yes. Playable. Yes. Okay. Good. Yep. There are four locked characters at the start. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Donkey Kong and DK, and uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Sorry. They, 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 he they're is. Same he is DK. <laughs> yep. No. Hundred percent right. And uh, I believe it's Dry Bones, and it looks like Wendy Cooper. Wendy Cooper. I mean. Yeah. Or it could I guess it could be Spike. Or it could. I I think I would like for it to be Wendy Cooper, but it's probably Spike. It, it looks like Wendy Cooper though. I'm gonna do. Oh, you know what, Joel? I'm gonna Google it. Google the, Google the character selection screen, and um, you'll see him in the bottom corner. Uh, or uh, yeah, Google it. Whoever the character is, because someone's most likely unlocked it. Um, character list. But yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm really excited to play more of it. I'm really excited to um. Yeah, like I said, play over PAX time because it'll just be a great game. That I mean, that we played mostly ten turn games. I think fifteen turns is where it's at. It's a good length. It went for like maybe an hour. It says the ten turns one is sixty minutes. I didn't feel like it went for sixty minutes. I thought it was a bit less than that. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, it's they've definitely like streamlined a lot of the uh, the. Stuff that could be... They've trimmed the fat a lot, basically. Um, which is good. So, I'm looking at the list of characters, and I don't see Spike or Wendy Cooper, but I do see Pom-Pom. Okay, who's Pom-Pom? Pom-Pom is... So, you, do you remember Boom Boom? I think... From the, the old Mario games? Like, the, the mid-boss, basically, in the castles and the oh, airships and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's a female variant of Boom Boom. Okay, that's probably what it is, then. Yeah, like she, like look, looking at her picture, like I can definitely see like for Wendy Cooper. If you saw a silhouette of them, yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So um, I add the it. Cooperlings, you cowards. I know, like, yeah, they should. That's an easy go-, go. All right, quick question before we wrap this up. Apart from the Cooper kids, uh, who would you put in the game as a character? Uh... I'm looking at the list. Oh, man, I like that Monty Mole's in it. Yeah, I know. He, he looks fucking adorable in it as well. He, like, waddles around. And I'm like, oh, you're the best. Um, um, let's get... Let's get Cranky Kong in here. Cranky Kong? Yeah, why not? I like that. 
get, I could go for that. I'm going to go with... Let's go wildcard and put uh, Fox McLeod in there. Fox McLeod? Okay, you're going outside of the Mario DK mythos. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Still Nintendo, it's fine. It's I guess it's Mario Party, it's not Nintendo Party. Don't get me wrong, I feel like Nintendo Party is a matter of time. Oh yeah. You'll have you'll have Nintendo Party, you'll have Nintendo Kart, and you'll have Smash Brothers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I well, I mean, technically we already have Smash Brothers, because that's pretty much what it is right now. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there'll be like Mario Kart's already started to branch that way by including Link and Villager and exactly. uh, Isabel. Oh man, they'd be cool to put in yeah, put put the, some of the Animal Crossing characters in Mario Party. I, I, I can see Isabel working. We'll watch make up for that. Make up for Amiibo Festival. Oh, that game looked awful. <laughs> it wasn't even a game. It was just let's I walk know. around the board and look at things. Like so stupid. Oh, it was it was Mario Party without the mini games. So it was like what, what, what? Sorry, like what? even. At least even when Smash copied the the board game stuff, it had the the, the Smash Brothers fighting mechanics in there to, to keep it fun. But yeah, Amiibo Festival had nothing except I, Amiibo. I like the board game one; it was fun in um, Smash Brothers. But but yeah, uh, Mario Party's are, are definitely worthwhile if you've got a Switch and you ha- constantly have people over for games or people over for just like you know to hang out. It's definitely a game that you could just be like, let's play. Like- Let's play a random Mario Party. Um, I'll probably talk about this again next week because I want to try and get... Because um, we have two Switches at our house. So I want to try and do the um, the Toad's Rec Room stuff, which is where you can do all the different... Um, there's, like, specific mini games that you can do in different, like, controller configurations, like using the two Switches together and connecting them. So, like, the tank one they showed off in the trailer. Um, oh, yeah. There's, like, a whole... There's, like, four or five of those games that are... You can play these in multiple different ways. So there's like a baseball one, the tank one. Um, I can't remember what the other ones are, but they were the two that stuck out to me. I was like, I really want to check this out and give it a go. So I'll uh, maybe report back on that in a a week or so. But Nice. Yeah, thumbs up for Mario Party. All right, we've checked in with the quest log, and I think now it's time we move into everyone's favorite podcast news game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope Nope is, of course, our news segment of the show where we play a little bit of a game, keep things moving along at a nice, smooth, uh, rapid pace, I guess. Sometimes. Uh, Well, sometimes. (laughs) We'll see how we go this week. But uh, basically, Dope or Nope works like this if you're new to the show. Uh, We each bring a selection of news stories to the table. Um... One of us presents a new story. The other person uh, then uh, decides. <coughs> oh my goodness me! Hope you're awake, everyone. And if I, uh, edit and post, edit and post. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> I was put like rainbows in there or something. I don't know. Um, rainbows. God damn. I don't know. I don't know how you'd make rainbow sounds. Anyway, we bring the new stories to the table. Uh, then we decide whether or not the new story is either dope where we both decide to talk about the new story in great detail uh, and deep dive on the subject, uh, whether we both note the story and we move on and forget all about that story's existence. Uh, or if one of us dopes the story and the other one nopes the story, the person who doped the story gets a very small window of time 
to state their claim and state their, you know, position on the matter, I guess. Uh, so, with that being said, I think it's time we launched into Dope or Nope. So, um, I got a quick one just to throw out here. That All right, take it away. I feel like you're just going to nope, but it's fine. Oh, okay. No, I'm All op- right, okay. I'm always interested when you think I'm going to nope something. It's okay. I'm just, I'm okay with it. Um, there might be some other implica- implications to this story, but um, uh, the headline is Nintendo patents a Game Boy case for touchscreen devices. <laughs> that was the response I was looking for. It's... <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to dope it because I, I, I want to talk about this. Yeah. I feel like I know where you might want, might want to go with this. Um, so basically, uh, I think there was a patent that was filed for in March uh, this year for a uh, smartphone case that features as the same Game Boy design and button layout. Uh, the Game Boy case is specifically designed for devices with a uh, capacitive touchscreen. Uh, so it's not a simple cosmetic phone, uh, shell, though, because you can basically use it as a Game Boy. Um, the portion covered by the shell is where the buttons will be. So you can see pictures of this. Uh, this is from VG247, but it is uh, the patterns over on Silicon Era. You can go check it out there as well. If you um, want to brace, you know, go for the site. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, but uh, with the phone screen acting as a Game Boy screen in a very, this is what VG247 said, a very predictable but nonetheless smart manner. Um, so yeah, it's basically like turns your phone into a Game Boy. So, mm-hmm. haven't haven't there been like third party things like this made for phones? There have. Um, so but I believe I believe that they are a screen on the back of the phone. So you turn your phone over and it becomes a Game Boy that way. Okay. All right. I mean, what? obviously, no thanks. <laughs> well. Here's the thing I was thinking about it is that there were people were going that there was I, I know Tim Geddes was a big believer in this that there was going to be a like a Game Boy Mini essentially like the SNES Mini or the um, the NES Mini. Do you think maybe they could do it this way by having an app that is the collection of games and then this case as well? So you buy the case and it comes with a code to get this app, and then you can play those games that way. It's tough, man, because, I mean, they could, they could definitely do it. Yeah. I and I think if they can pull it off, it will. Yeah, true. I, I mean, again, this is a patent, so this could go nowhere, but I mean, the, the leaks of patents from Nintendo have been pretty, pretty close to home on some, some points as well. So, I mean, they haven't talked about a Nintendo 64 mini yet. And that was one of the things that's been floating around the patterns. So very true. Yeah. It, that's why I was asking if like third party sort of companies had already made accessories like this. I was wondering if maybe Nintendo was just going, no, like just, or just locking down this particular one. Be like, you can't do this one anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, well, the way this works, I don't think I personally seen anything like this. Um, it having like, so yeah, underneath the buttons is a conductive layer that will translate button presses to a, to touch, uh, to a touchscreen inputs. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. 
I think. I, I, I would be okay with that. If it was I'm... like 40 bucks for this phone case and it comes with a collection of games, I'd be like, yeah, all right, fuck it, why not? Yeah, my problem is uh, I have the same... When I think about... So here's, here's a big thing. So Super Nintendo Mini, like Super Nintendo games are bona fide classics, right? Yeah. When I think of Game Boy, like it's sort of along the same lines as, as the NES where the games are cool and I remember them fondly, but I'm never going to boot up Super Mario Land and go, oh boy, I can't wait to play this again because it's, yeah. I don't... Th- like again, it, it it will vary. Like there, there are no doubt there are good Game Boy games. Like Super Mario Land Two, for example, is great. And I've, the first Wario Land is also very say, good. I've heard that Wario game is really good. Yeah, mm. but um, and and obviously the best Game Boy game, Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Or like, like Tetris. Yeah, wow, Tetris. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, having like Tetris with buttons. <laughs> on the go like that's it's the original time waster game like you know uh i don't know i'd be interested to see where this goes i just thought it was interesting so i thought i'd bring it up um it sort of uh piqued my interest anyway look uh, i mean again after the nes and the snes minis were so good nintendo is definitely going to be looking for ways to do more of this stuff yeah so i mean i wouldn't rule it out completely but i also could just as easily imagine them doing a Game Boy Mini that sort of encompasses, like, the Game Boy family. So, like, like everything you know, from, like, original Game Boy through to, like, Advance. Yeah, Color and Advance. Like, that just sort of... Because, like, again, it's maybe it's just me looking at Game Boy da- games and going, look, you were fun when that limitation was... I had to deal with it. Yeah. But if you, if you sort of bundled it with... I mean, they could still do it with this as well. Like, they could include Color. The Color was just a better Game Boy. Like literally, yeah. I think I think that's the that that would be the way to do it, is by doing the color one. Play that really good Metal Gear game. Yeah, that game was awesome. Ghost Babel, well, go, yeah, Ghost Babel, Ghost Babel. Yeah, that game kicked ass. Um, but also I played the, the the um the the Conquer game that was on there. <laughs> the Conquer game, the real cutesy one. Oh yeah. Where they were like, we want to make this out like one of our new mascots, and then nope, no, then Bad Fur Day, the superior game, exactly. Then that became a mascot by being incredibly crass and horribly incorrect. But um, I'm trying to think if I like other Game Boy Color games I played a lot of. But yeah, like if you if you put color in there, I think that becomes a lot more tempting, especially if you can get if you can license that Metal Gear game. That's a big one. Get that. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Was there a? I feel like there was like a. Rainbow Six game as well. It was really good. Maybe I never was a. I don't know if it was good. But it was a bit like oh. there was a, like the the Game Boy had a lot of stuff. Yeah, so there's plenty to pull from there. I, mean, I don't know. Be interesting to see. But uh, you know, Nintendo will find a way. They'll find because exactly. like they have they they sold Game Boy games to you on the 3ds. Like they'll find a way to get to get your money for the classics. Yeah, and it, and again, if you sold it with like a code for the app that comes with games preloaded, they could also put this as a marketplace as well, where they could release further games to charge for people to pay your dollar 19 or your $2 to play, you know, these other games as they add to the library. The only thing for that is it would come to the entertainment system on the switch. True. 
and they would they would want you to sub to the to switch online, but they would add more games to it as a service, like they are doing with the NES. Or they don't, and this is another revenue stream for them by charging for like this is a Game Boy Virtual Console essentially on your phone. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's not it's not impossible. I mean they did shut down like the uh, EMU Paradise earlier this year. Well, a couple yeah, of years I mean, ago. That, and now, like that, I don't think there's much to take away from that because I mean that yeah. could very easily apply to the Switch and oh, how they're doing the NES stuff. Yeah, very true. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was neat. I thought I'd bring it up. It's a nice, easy one to ease us into the show this week. Um, what do you got for me, Karen? Um, I got a few, but uh, you know what? Since we're on the Nintendo bandwagon, okay. This one, this one comes from as a. It was an article, a, a discussion reported on by Ars Technica. Basically, Nintendo wants to become an entertainment company. Oh, I did hear about this article. But I didn't read it, so I think this one, this one. I want to. I want to branch more into the the possibilities that it could come from it. Okay, let's. Uh, it's a dope for me anyway. So okay, let's lay it on me. So, I mean, the the gist of it really is it's an inter- it's from uh, this comes of course from Reggie Fizeme, everyone's favorite yep. um, chief operating officer, president Donkey Kong, yes. of America. Yeah, with his him, body yeah. is ready, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. Uh, it it comes down to a, a a really small piece of the like report, the interview, the talk, whatever it is, and he basically discusses the importance of all their IP and how they leverage it across a variety of entertainment platforms and that's sort of how they're looking to grow the company we've we've sort of already seen the start of this obviously there's the theme park opening up uh-huh and obviously they're looking into like the mario film as well with yep. elimination entertainment yep so again this isn't really surprising or news but it is interesting to see to hear it from like one of the nintendo big wigs that like nintendo was looking to sort of be- solidify themselves as more than just video games and it yeah it just makes sense for the next step for them absolutely i guess the curious the, the thing the fun it's fun to talk about with it is like where would you like to see them go from here like they've got the theme park stuff happening they've got the mario movie happening obviously pokemon mm. is an unending phenomenon like where next hmm oh, well i like you've got the, the safe bet is something Netflix related. Oh uh, yeah, good point. But yep. again, this is this is probably outdated and long deconfirmed as a thing. It's not going to happen. Do we know what the status is on Mario and Luigi for the new Wreck It Ralph? Uh ooh. Do you reckon that's something? Because I remember because Bowser was in the first one. Obviously, that also was filled with video game references. Yeah, I was wondering because I, I remember them. I thought I heard him talking about they wanted Mario and Luigi. They they did, yeah. Because I remember the the whole thing was that they wanted it to me like they wanted it to be not just a cameo. They yeah, wanted it to yeah. be like a, a, an integral, not an integral part, but like a, a meaty part of the of the movie. Which I respect. Like definitely, if they've got like an actual purpose to serve rather than a cheeky wink wink nudge. Like, yeah, always appreciated. Um, I, I, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say because I mean, this one's all about the internet. 
Yeah. Um, Nintendo's not exactly good with online, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that would that would be very rich from them if they decided to fucking poke their head in there. Um, hmm. I mean, they, they, they already uh, wildcarded us with Nintendo Labo. True. Out of left field, which I think they're now heavily discounting, I've been seeing. I did see that, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, this is probably a bit of a gimme, like, as, as a guess anyway. I don't know if they will go that way, but VR? I mean, like, there's plenty of mock-ups up there for how you could... It would may, maybe be a bit unwieldy, but it also might tie into something else. We're going to come up this bit, um, up later in Dope or Nope. But you could you could potentially put the Switch's like tablet thing in a headset. True. I don't yeah, know how that well would work. It would work. But like I know there are devices that do that, phones especially. If you make it, if you make it a Nintendo headset that has like the clips, and it would just be like clipping on Joy Cons, essentially. Yeah. You just clip on the headset, and then chuck that on your head, and off you go. Yeah. Just interesting. Mm. Like I like it's. Because I've always, it's, Nintendo were definitely the Disney of video games. And oh, for sure. Disney have all that extra stuff. They've got it down. Like, it's a it's an art to them now. No problems. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Nintendo is on the right, like, they've been, they've had a pretty, a pretty good last couple of years. And obviously, I'm incredibly excited for this theme park that's opening at Universal oh. Parks. Oh, God, man. I want to go back there. <laughs> I, I, the fact that it's in Japan and, like... The fact that I was in Universal Studios Japan and I was like, it's going there. Like there was a big area like walled off and I'm like, it's fucking going there. Like that's where it's going to be. It has to be there. It's going to be so good, Joel. Oh my God. Oh my God. The fact that, yeah, that, that, that park then will have Super Nintendo Land and also Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I just want to live there. <laughs> Let's move, fucking move to it. Japan and get a job there. Don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> the thought has crossed my mind multiple times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. I think that, that, that that's probably the obvious one to me is VR. Yeah. I think. Um, hmm. I think it'll probably hinge on this Mario movie as well. True. Yeah, because then you can, from there you could like you turn can springboard that from there TV series and then yeah. Hey man, yeah. we already had a had a Mario TV series. Remember Power Hour? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was called, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a bit of the old Super Mario Brothers three cartoon. It wasn't great. <laughs> it's not very good. Kamek sounds like a like forty five year old like Brooklyn smoker inexplicably Bowser looks completely different. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the green. It's just, he's not Bowser. He's King Cooper. And it's really weird. It's not good. It's not Not good. Not canon. Not canon. Not good. Just like the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. (laughs) Not canon. Not canon, but fucking hilarious. It's in a really bad way. It is interesting to think back on those, and look at how those went and what Nintendo could learn from them. Yeah. Because so, I mean, so many yeah. of their IPs could be adapted to like a TV show format. Come on, it would be so easy. I feel like, oh, look, if you're going to do that, then there's going to be a Mario Rabbids series. <sighs> That's going to happen. 
But that'd be an interesting way to test my tolerance about crossover because it worked in a game because <laughs> the gameplay was really good. But strip away the gameplay and how how much am I willing to deal with that? That's an let's, interesting point to let, consider. Let's put it this way, though. It wouldn't be for us, though. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be for us. And that's totally fine. Um, Fucking rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rabbits. Oh, God. No, that's interesting. Yeah, just like, yeah, looking to, again, just roll with this momentum they've got going on, which, again, will probably come back up in Dope or Nope. Not Ooh, sure if it's on might. your list of stories, but... It's not, because I forgot about it until you mentioned oh, that. And I was okay. Like, oh, yeah. Right, then. No, it's, uh... We'll circle back around to this later, then. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, uh, okay, well, mine's... Uh, my next one's like... I don't want to bring it up, but I feel like this is... Oh, I know it's going to bloody be. Like... I kind of want to talk about it because I feel like it's it's probably in the best hands it's going to be in. Um, and that is Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, will be completed by Skybound Games. So. Sorry to those other hundred people who still lost their jobs and didn't get paid severance. Yeah. 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 I mean, I... I... Mm. I'm going to dope this so I can say I am not, like, I, I'm not buying this. When this season's finished, I'm aggressively not purchasing it. Yeah. I, yeah. If you are invested and you're going to, you're going to see the season finished, that's good, I guess. But like, come on. Look, I mean, you're right. You're a hundred percent right that it's not good that those lots of people are out of jobs and it sucks. But uh, it does say in Skybound's uh, a statement on it, it, it does mention that members of the original team will be involved in the development process. Um, Skybound games were the ones who were like partly involved in releasing, I guess, all of them. But I, I remember specifically like, Season one, yeah, because well, Skybound's got ties to Walking Dead, don't they? Yeah, because it's, it? it's it's Robert Kirkman's um, yeah company, go. so I believe, yeah, yeah, he's Skybound Game Studio, yeah, Robert Kirk- yeah. Kirkman, who is, if you don't know, that he's the creator of the Walking Dead graphic novel, so he's the one responsible for everything in the first place. But um, um, yeah, yeah. Look again, if. This means that people who spent money on the season pass are going to get the finished product. Good, I guess. But my question would be: first of all, I would I would love to know the meet the, the nitty gritty details on the deal that's been signed for this. Yeah, like they say, members of the original dev team, like how many, and who gets the profits of the additional like do the additional episodes season past stuff to that where's the money go like i don't know there's just so many layers to this that i really want to know more about yeah i mean if it's it's if it's going to the creator of walking dead like oh, i i want to think that robert kirkman is uh smarter than that <laughs> well yeah but you know what i mean though like but if it's going to his studio i don't know i don't know maybe sky this is like a, a platform for skybound games to sort of Maybe hire a lot more of that staff back. I don't know. Look, if that happened, that would be that would be much better news. But yeah. 
it, still when nothing I concrete. saw this pop up in my feed and like a lot of her reactions were justifiably negative. Yeah. And I just I would love to know more about the deal. Like what 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 is the fine print on the contracts that are being signed for this? Mm. Yeah. Cause the Telltale mess has just been disastrous. It's been just that a mess, yeah. Yeah, it's, like like a few days ago there was that person who tweeted that more people were laid off. Then yep. had to clarify that like there are still a small dev team working there, which I guess are the the dev team that will be working on the rest of the season. Yep. I don't know what I does this mean with that that Netflix thing is still happening with uh Minecraft adventure like story mode? Who knows? Like it's still just a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Minecraft the, the Netflix thing is a Netflix heavy thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So like you play it through Netflix, not, not it, on the console. There is a just to veer off this slightly. There's a, there was another part of that news story that I read that apparently the new season of Black Mirror is going to have an episode that's like a choose your own adventure one. I saw that. That's going to be weird. That's going to be fucked up because Black Mirror is already fucked up as it is, and that's essentially bringing that horror right right to you and you being in control of it. So I'm I'm all for that. But give me that shit. I'm ready for that. I want to pick what horrible fucking dystopian future I live in. <laughs> well, um, they're going to give you that power, Joel. Fuck yeah. But um, so I think the Minecraft thing was a part of that as well. And yeah, that Telltale I mean, were going to be involved in it. And I don't know. And again, but, last we heard Telltale still was going to be involved. But again, this whole thing is just a mess. It's a real mess. But I look, you know, I, I told you I was softening the blow with like some easy story, like, easy story to start off with. So... You know, do you, have, do you have darker ones going forward? No, no, that was no. Darkest. Actually, it's, it's a it's it's a meaty one, but it's a pretty lightweight one. So okay, yeah. Um, what do you got for me next? All right, uh, I'll give you an option, Joel. Okay, Nintendo or Google? Nintendo or Google? Well, I feel like we have to. I know what the Nintendo one's probably going to be. So, and it kind of relates to what we were talking about already. That's what I was thinking about. Should we save that for last or? Okay, we'll save it for last. Because I, I want to hear what this Google one is. Okay. I'm intrigued. So, uh, again, it, it, you could say this as just a headline, but I think okay. the, the implications of what it could bring are interesting. Google has a new streaming initiative called Project Stream. And through it, again, I don't know if you can do it now, but late last week, you were able to try it out if you lived in America to stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey through Google Chrome. This is pretty dope. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, streaming games. Like, Sony have been doing it for a while with PS Now. Yep. But this is such an interesting, idea. like, streaming it to your Google Chrome browser. It's, even if I'm not a big fan, it's so interesting to consider the possibilities. Right. Like, yeah, this is fascinating. I did see this pop up. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, um, like the tech behind this, like, so basically to, to be eligible, you had to, first of all, be a, a US resident, of course, because, boy, you needed an, an internet connection capable of 25 megabits per second. Like, stable as well. Stable, yeah. yeah, to basically stream this HD game to your web browser. That just launched, that's, like, the same yeah, day. Yeah, just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's worth noting that, like, streaming. I don't like streaming. Will never be like the replacement, but obviously, Sony's been doing it for a while now with PS Now. Over in Japan, you had Capcom with the stream version of Resident, Resident Evil 7. Seven. 
the mm-hmm. Switch. And of course, Assassin's Creed is also a game you can stream to your Switch in Japan through Ubisoft. Yep. So, I don't know. Like, I I, I would love to know how this, like, the, the, the details because it's insane. Productivity in offices will be, will just decrease significantly if this is a thing. I know. I imagine. <laughs> Office workers will just but- be fucking, they'll be the masters of alt tab. Like, but I said that, like no Google Chrome. The browser will be dis- discontinued in offices. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. No Android phones allowed. It, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a general rule. If anyone's found like streaming the game, then everyone in the office has to use Internet Explorer. Oh, for like a month. Good. That is a devious punishment. Yep. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I want to do it, and I think I'm pretty sneaky, but oh, do I want to be responsible for everyone hating me for the poor experience that is? Internet Explorer. Ooh, rough. <laughs> but yeah, like, so there's not really much more to the story besides that. Like, people have been, tr- like, were able to try it out if they were deemed, if they got in. Like, you could apply for, to participate. Yeah. And you got to stream it for free on October 5th. And I haven't really seen much chatter about it since then. But, I don't know, I think this is, it's interesting. So there was no impressions of how, how it went for people or anything? Let's have a quick look. If I Google Project Stream... Okay. Reset error. What do people say? It's a thread. All right. Here we go. Fact checks live. I love it. Okay. So it sounds like they're still sending the invites out. So maybe it isn't oh. happening yet. Even though it's, it's... I thought it said... Hang on. Where's the official article? Starting on October 5th, a limited number of participants will be... Okay. So maybe it's super close and is going to keep getting bigger i don't know yeah and maybe maybe those 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 super limited are under some sort of nda at this stage yeah and that's why there's no one being going this is great or this sucks you know like i'm seeing some people in this thread talking about it and it seems like this guy didn't have any problems with like input lag that's the that's the killer there some frame props due to the latency, whatever testing issues, whatever you know, topic experience. It sounds like it's like people the very limited impressions I can see here. It sounds like it's serviceable, which I think it, is all you can really expect from a streaming, yeah, a stream service of it for a game. But if anyone's going to have the money to get it right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's Google. <laughs> yeah, something to do with like internet tech related. I it, Google's Google's that's their that's their jam. And when you consider it, like Google's never gonna enter the console market but if no. they get this right they can yeah. court third parties that way exactly release the google controller i don't know i'm also seeing people here that are saying it's like oh this is this makes sense that the new, the new chromecast can bluetooth to, to connect controllers ah yeah so this this could be actually something to keep an eye on in the future so this could be something that's gonna, it is going to roll out like like completely worldwide eventually interesting interesting mm, i did because my my yeah my google chrome just updated and here's the thing is that like desktop chrome or does that count on my android phone that's running google chrome i mean that's the thing i was, I was gonna like because i mean sony have already had it done where you can stream playstation games to android phones via the app or at least on the xperia's yeah and you can you can connect your controller Wirelessly, you can even get like a little shell the phone sits in on the top of your controller to play games like that. Yep. So it's not unheard of. 
So yeah, keep an eye on Google. Okay. I mean, keep an it's, eye on it's, Google. it's almost impossible not to keep an eye on Google I know. these days. Google's keeping an eye on you. So you exactly. Well I was going to say, it's probably a good thing that we keep an eye on Google because they are, they, you know, keeping tabs on us. So they definitely know that we're Google. They know that I Googled this. So you're, you're on some sort of watch list right now. <laughs> the project stream. Yeah. They're like, oh, keep an eye keep, on him. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Yep. Take him out. <laughs> Take him out. Uh, cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. Fucking Google, man. Too much money. I know. Uh, just ridiculous amount of money. Um, I got one more, Karen. Okay. So, <clears throat> Warner Brothers Entertainment is working on a Harry Potter RPG titled Magic Awakened. I, I have no, like. I'm not super into the Harry Potter universe, but you know what? That leak video was dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I need to, to to watch it again. I've only sort of like half watched it, and it's pretty like it's, it's jank. very short. It's short and it's jank video because obviously. Yes. Um. So apparently there was a it was the guy that uh that leaked it was a, 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 apparently part of a focus group, I believe. Um, that was showing yeah. the trailer. <laughs> Courtesy of a Reddit user, go, go, he goes by the name Vape This Bro. Vape This Bro, yes. Um, I was I couldn't remember the name of it, but yeah, that's why I remember that, that now. Um, but yeah, so basically, Warner Brothers Interactive, uh, and it is being rumored to being made. Well, I guess it's still rumored because there's nothing's really officially been confirmed. No, all we know, because there was, so people were thinking it might have been Rocksteady. It's sounding like it's definitely not. No, fuck, that would have been massive if it was Rocksteady. Imagine if this was a game and this is how people found out. Fuck, if that's, I didn't even occur, I didn't even see that people were thinking that it was Rocksteady. Oh, didn't you? Like, because people were were, uh, looking at the animations and they were like, oh, pretty Rocksteady-ish and like the quality and all, and like... Rocksteady has ties to Warner Brothers. They made DC games. They like, did. The the pieces were there, but it sounds like the story is shifting away from that narrative. Yeah, it does. Because it, it seems... It, uh, the, the latest I've heard uh, is that um, Avalanche Software is going to be is making it. That's the old which, Infinity team, isn't it? It is. So not to be confused with Avalanche Studios behind Just Cause and Mad Max and uh, being involved with Rage too as well yes uh, it's yeah like you said the disney infinity uh team which totally fine with disney infinities disney infinity were were fine games they were the, the game parts of them was were, were really fun um but yeah so it seems like uh, so there are a couple other like details that have leaked about it as well that it's supposed to be set in the 1800s i believe um and also that it is uh, you, there's a character creator, so you're playing as an original character. You're playing as your character creation, uh, and there are classes to choose from. So, yeah, man, I, I, th- yes, I want this to be real, and I want it, I want it so badly. I would love to have a game where I got to like an open world, running around, um. Hogwarts and and going to classes and, and learning things and a, a good Harry Potter game would be would be would be fun to have and I don't as someone 
who yeah. had to wait for so long for a good Middle Earth game. Like, yeah. I hope this is true for that for that reason alone. Yeah, and I, yeah, so because like, there's just so many. I haven't played any of them. I played a little bit of that mobile game, and it's not good. Um, and just it, it's oh. such a no brainer. It's such a no brainer if you put a bit of time and money into this, which that the Harry Potter estate has, like J.K. Rowling's estate has plenty of that to go around. If you put a bit of time into it and 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 care. This could be something truly special and setting it like so far back where before well and truly before anyone to do with the existing source materials was around. The only thing that's, that's still there is Hogwarts as a car, as, as a, as a, uh, a school, um, I think is a really clever idea and it makes it a little bit more of an easier pill to swallow in terms of having a character creator and being able to make your own character. Um, oh boy, I want the, this. The, yeah, the gameplay looks pretty good. Like cu- chucking out a couple of spells. The Reddit thread, which is now honestly the thread's deleted. The video has been pulled. There are still mirrors up if you want to watch it. Yep. But yeah, the, the, the Reddit thread is literally literally titled "Unannounced Harry Potter RPG has killing and unforgivable spells." Yes, because that's the other thing as well. Apparently, it has the option to potentially. You can be good or evil in it, which, oh boy. Man, Imagine I... <sighs> if we got the Harry Potter version of Knights of the Old Republic. Fuck, that's exactly what this could be. Oh my God. So <sighs> there's also a tweet from a uh, renowned Potter fan, Liz Lizzo... Zimba? Oh, good. Um, yeah. And they mentioned that apparently a couple of names are being tossed around. One of them was uh, Harry Potter Magic Awakened, or Magic Forever is another one in the mix. But Joel. Hope... Magic Awakened, please. Magic Forever sounds a little bit like a Barbie game. So, where. I mean, first of all, I, I'm, I'm willing to, like, a lot of people. I think this is real. I, I think it is as well. I think it's it's time. I think it's the perfect time for it. So, is this revealed at Game Awards, or will it show up at Xbox's thing? Oh, that's an interesting question. Like, again, I because it I, like it. This feels like a thing you could shove at Game Awards and the internet would lose its mind, right? I think that's. I, I think the Game Awards would be a good platform for it, but if Microsoft are... Look, I would not put it past Microsoft ponying up the cash for this kind of announcement. Because, especially with PSX not nowhere to be seen. Exactly. Like, if they when had... Is, when does the new Fantastic Beast movie come out? Around about the same time. It comes out, I think, Thanksgiving in America, so I think we get it. Actually, it might be November. So, it might be a little bit earlier first here as well. But um, Because that, the Xbox soon. event is early November, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Again, let me Let me just, just, let me just check and see when, when Crimes of Grindelwald comes out. It's literally baseless speculation. I just yep. think it's interesting to consider. Like, this is now leaked out. I think we're, we're on the road to an announcement. This is a matter of where it pops up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This I, I think you're right. This is real. Um, if if this is a fake, very impressive. 
16th of November. Okay. Crimes of Grindelwald. So, yeah. If this is also fake, they've probably pissed off the entire Harry Potter fandom. Oh, yeah. This person better, like, change every single piece of their internet, (laughs) like, footprint to just not exist. Because I would not want to be on the end of that. Probably nothing, but the, the copyright claim was was on for YouTube was lodged by Warner Brothers themselves. Could be just because it's for Harry Potter license, but also yep. it could be because of Harry Potter video game for making, but yeah, like this is interesting. Um I have so I watched the Easy Allies podcast this week where they talked about this. Um and Ian Hink was saying about how he had a friend that was on a focus these focus panels are pretty common, but he had a friend that was on a focus panel for what turned out to be Sekiro. Really? Yeah. So, like, they saw that, and he was talking to Ian about it, and he's like, yeah, so it's kind of like Souls-like, but, you know, in feudal Japan, which is which is Sekiro. So, um, wow. yeah, so these these types of, uh, uh, of focus group things aren't, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility, I don't think. Um, yeah, man. Oh. Exciting. Exciting to think where this could go. And again, I say that with with little affiliation to the Harry Potter, like, brand, but that little snippet of gameplay and the idea of just being a wizard in an RPG, like, I, I'll i buy it. Yep. This uh, this little Hufflepuff here would definitely hope it's true. Oh, boy. Good times. But, yeah, that's that's all I've got for news stories this week, Kyron. Well, we'll round it out with one which I am apprehensive to say is is, like, look out for this, but... I think it's something to chew on and to talk about how they'll do it. And mm-hmm. you know what it is, Joel, and it, it's been a talking point of the internet the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Nintendo slated to launch an updated Switch next year. Look, I don't, I don't think it's dope, but I'm, I want to talk about it. Um, okay. So I don't, th- I, and I'm not saying that I don't think it's, it's terrible either. I'm just saying, I'm not like, Oh fuck yeah! Revised version of the Switch, like, but it's definitely something that needs to be discussed. I think so. It is worth noting that the the the, the full details are relatively unknown. The story was broken via the Japanese branch of uh, the Wall Street Journal, I believe. Okay, WSJ behind a paywall, so we're going off of people who have paid to read the article, right, and, and translate it. But basically. Not much is really mentioned about the specifics. I think the idea of maybe a brighter, thinner screen is being thrown around a bit. Yeah. It's not so much going to be like a Switch 2.0, which again, I'm not super surprised about. Uh, I think the main thing is, what would you want out of a... Because, yeah, not a full refresh, but what would you want to see them tweak or fix in an up, in an updated Switch? I mean, off the top of my head, battery life. But yeah, battery life is a big one. Like you know, that's that's probably the biggest one. Would be yeah, a better battery life. Uh I mean, we mentioned before about having the whole VR thing, and then exactly. actually exactly thinking about that, I was like, and, and and like having the idea of like the headset that clips over the top of it, just like the same way that the Joy Cons click on. I'm like, that's not that hard. To like that's not out super far out of the realm of possibility, and it's exactly. pretty practical as well because yeah. the, the the framework is already there essentially. So, 
That's um, why I was saying like we will circle back around to that discussion because yeah. I mean we're not we're yeah. not getting like a Switch Pro. That's not happening. No, no. So what what, what else can they do to have like a, 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 an iterative console? And I think VR having a budget VR title that isn't tied to mobile phones that is on like a, a gaming system, I guess. Um, which you know if they if they can do it in a way that undercuts like PSVR because apparently a lot of the people coming out of TGS were saying that like VR was in full form and shining at TGS. There was I a watched lot that live stream. There was a there was a sizable chunk to VR. And and the thing was a lot of people who played the stuff on the floor were pretty positive about it. So if Nintendo were to come in and be like boom Mario Kart VR in your land room, I think that would the internet would explode. Uh, and also we're doing it for you know, the headsets available for like 150 bucks. And it's and it, it, you can use it with your old Switch maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So I think I think the big part like the the, the main focus for for this especially cuz like sales momentum is slowing down like mm-hmm. not not to a like oh my god like panic everyone but yeah nintendo obviously wants to keep momentum going and like you know a hardware refresh could be as simple as just it it can go two ways i remember when they did, oh, some of the hardware refreshes have just literally been for cheaper bits yep i remember when the ds dsi came out as like yep. a not a huge power jump for the DS, but it was like a, a matte finish, which I don't know. It wasn't bad. It had the camera as well. Had the camera. But um, I always prefer the original DS Lite. Yeah. But I was the thinking something, was nice. something along those lines. Maybe even just making the Switch the actual tablet part of itself. Maybe implementing some stuff to actually use headsets with handheld mode or something like that. Yeah, actually. Having Bluetooth connectivity to it. Yeah. For headsets, that's a big one. That would almost make me upgrade. That That's a big one. Because I've looked at getting, like, going and picking up old school musical and I, I want to play that, but I, I have... Bluetooth headphones. That's what I used to listen to listen to music now. So, uh, and I can use a cable with them, but I, I have Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I see. You're too good for them. You're too good for cables. I, I, once I've gone to Bluetooth headphones, it's hard to go back. It's just, it's nice being able to fucking not have to worry about accidentally catching the cable and flicking the headphones off my head. <laughs> Which, yes, before anyone asks, I have done. I'm Look, I'm sure we've all made foolish headphone cable mistakes. Yeah, it happens. Yep. The old, uh, the the old PlayStation headset walking away from the console and forgetting you've got it on. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, the clotheslining yourself with it. Yeah, um, um, that's actually a good point, though. I think yeah, the Bluetooth connectivity for headphones, yeah, makes sense. Um, I did see there's a uh, there's a Kickstarter for like a little peripheral that you can get to plug in the bottom. That basically turns it into a Bluetooth receiver, and if that works and that goes to market, I'll fucking just get one of them. But, um, yeah, I think you're right though. I think it's not going to be anything crazy. Maybe some new Joy-Con colors, or maybe like a white. Or yeah, 
a Even white just switch. Better, just better Joy-Cons. Better Joy-Cons, yeah. With D-pads. No, they won't have D-pads. <laughs> they're, designed, I mean, they're still designed to have the, the buttons on both sides, so yeah. I mean, if they do an SNES-styled um, Switch, might have a D-pad on it. True, true. Uh, it sounds like they all, like the article also mentions that it's expected that they will not be using the organic light emitting diode or OLED panels that Apple uses as well in the iPhone X series. So it sounds like that's off the off the cards. Okay, that's yeah. Again, not surprising. That would probably be pricier, I imagine. Yeah, of course, because I'm pretty sure the the um the the Vita was a OLED screen the Vita, the Vita screen is gorgeous that's Chris. the one actually that's the one thank you Joel they did the hardware refresh on the Vita and it looked cheap and crap they did they ve- yes they did that was well, awful well, do the you Vita think- was expensive but man it was nice do you think it's going to be a like a handheld only version of the Switch well see that's the thing I mean people like I have seen some people talking about how third parties might use this as a gauge to see like this might reveal the fate of a 3ds line like right. which now come in to replace that as a handheld while nintendo paves the way for their next home console there's so many possibilities hmm. okay yeah and I'm, and I'm sure nintendo doesn't want us talking about it yet either they're probably not happy that this article's just oh. suddenly gone hey this might be happening oh absolutely not they're probably furious at that um but it also brings open a bigger question to the like a wider question as well that, you know, are we going to be entering the age of the iterative home console? I mean, Xbox has already said that the next Xbox will have, there'll be multiple variants. That is yeah. yeah. And the fact that they've got like basically phone plans for Xbox oh, yeah, ones. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of time. Yeah. Personally, I like paying my money up front and owning my hardware, but it's, Phones eventually run me over with plans, and I guess it's only inevitable that consoles will head that way as well. And like with my phone, it doesn't. It it never really feels like that. It's not my phone. Like I know when I was going to recontract to get to get my new phone, and they're like, "Well, you can lease the phone." And I'm like, "They're like, it's ten bucks cheaper." I'm like, "Yeah, but they're like, I'm like, do I own it?" And they're like, "Well, you have the opportunity to buy it at the end of your pay like a thing, and you're only paying it off, and everything happens to it." You have to pay like a fight. And I'm like, nah, I'll just pay the extra $10 and own the yeah. phone at the end of it. Thank you. Nice um, try, guys. Yeah, well done. Don't try and pull the wool over my eyes. Um, but yeah, like, it's the same thing. I, I, I mean, if I were to have a 4K TV that was that was nice and pretty, and I was like, the new PS5 is available on like a... I don't know, $10 a month plan and I pay it off over 12 months or 24 months or whatever. Oh, 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 yeah, 10 bucks a month over 12 months. I don't 20, oh, okay, so, $20, $20 a month over 24 months. Let's put it that way then. That sounds better. Yeah. So I, I'd Maybe. be like, you know what? Oh, fuck it. Why not? Like, unless I had the money there ready to go. But I don't know. It's an interesting it's time. Int- it's We're an interesting point we're at. In uh, in consoles, yeah, consoles are in a weird place. A really weird place, and I'm and excited and scared to see where they go. Yeah, like each again, it could it could change in the coming years, but each hardware, you know, 
platform holder seems to be going about it a different way. Yep. Nintendo's exploring the hybrid nature, which I'm a huge fan of, apparently. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I'm, I'm, I am a, a huge advocate. The amount of people at work that I'm just like, you should buy a Switch. You should buy a Switch. It's really good. Hey, I was playing Mario Party on the weekend. Switch is really good. And they're like, oh, fucking, all right. I massively respect Microsoft's commitment to backwards compatibility. Yes. And Sony's commitment to first-party software. Yeah. Yeah, I was was like trying to think of something for Sony. I know. I was trying to think of something too, but I was like, but I mean, their first-party lineup is is no joke. Like, (laughs) you got to look at what they've released. Even if it's all sort of the same game, it's still it's still impressive. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, they're still impressive. But there was a gift going around by that. He's that guy who makes amazing gifts on Twitter. I forget his name. Something legend. Anyway, he made like a gift chain that sort of like scrolled through a lot of Sony's big first party titles, and okay. they almost like seamlessly linked together. It's like wow. That worked a little bit too well. And again, yeah. I'm not saying that they're all, you know, obviously copying and using the same engines and whatever. Like, it's just that the games are of a, a similar cut. And that's fine, because they're all very good. Exactly. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're <laughs> like... all third-person action games with yep. a narrative focus. Yep. And telling good narratives. But, yeah. Um, oh, man, it's going to be crazy to see where... I think it's all going to... I think this... Xbox thing is going to be the potentially the the linchpin that kicks off this whole thing. I'm not ready. Uh, I don't know if I am either, but I'm not ready. <laughs> I, I've got like excited butterflies, but they're also like, oh god, this is the beginning of the end. Um, I at guess... least like like say we get to that Xbox thing and they announce new hardware, like cool, but I'm not I'm not there day one, which is sort of yep. a relief, like. It just depends on what they announce with that hardware exactly. lineup. Like to com- to compare when like when the Switch had that first trailer, I was like, "Well, off I go to pre-order one." Yeah, true. I, it, so, well, yeah. Like, it, and even then, we we were reluctant to do so because it's like because the the news came out after it that was like, "This is a bit iffy. This is not great. Ooh, yeah, how is this going right. to work?" And we were like, "Oh, we've made a tiny huge mistake." But even um, then, I was like. No, I, 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 I get the Nintendo platforms. I just do. Yep, yeah. and like I mean, let me look at this now. Cut to a year and a half later. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're like, it's my favorite thing in the world. So, if if Xbox are indeed like going to start next gen talk in November, I'm very curious about it. But mm. I'm almost equally as curious to see what this revised Switch will be. Like, which way will they take it? And I'm I'm pretty confident it'll be like the cheaper components for a lower price sort of dealio but i guess yep. we'll see when they talk about it next year probably yeah i think yeah i guess it's hard because i mean i was thinking about like a handheld only mode but then games like mario party don't work exactly it would be cutting out entire games like in the existing library hmm. i was also thinking of like what if they did give like release a switch of a little power boost like the 3ds and the new 3ds yeah. Which had like an exclusive game in the form of Xenoblade. I don't think I got anything else. Yeah, I don't but think so either. I don't think they'll do that again. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean I mean do, power boost or or like battery power boost will be what it gets, I reckon. 
or both. Yeah, I think I think the battery boost could even come again from like cheaper components, maybe. Yep. Stripping some things back here and there. Yeah, it'll be worth keeping an eye on, though. I think. Very interesting stuff. Well, that's it for another episode of our uh, dope or nope for this week. Uh, and it's almost time for us to be done with uh, another episode of the show. But before we say goodbye, I think it's time that we kicked it into the bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round is, of course, our question and answer segment of the show where you, the listener, get to write into us with any games or questions or opinions you want us to discuss uh, and we'll talk about it on the show. We've got a couple this week. Um, some nice easy ones to round out the show this week. Starting off with Mr. Broderick Gordes himself, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Uh, if you like television series as much as you like listening to us talk about video games, please go and listen to their show. It's really great. Um, they've just put up their season five of BoJack Horseman, which I haven't listened to yet, but I'm definitely going to be listening to that uh, this week at some point. Um, because BoJack Horseman is great, and I really want to hear their opinions on it. So, uh, actually, I think I need to listen to this episode, season four one as well. I'm going to catch up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a really great show, uh, wonderfully put together with two wonderful hosts that we are lucky to call good friends. So um, definitely go and check it out. But Brod simply asks us this week, what's the first stat you max out in an RPG? I'm really boring, and it's strength. <laughs> that's that's always what I go for. I want to hit things harder and do bigger numbers. So I mean, hey, if it works for you, Joel, that's the important thing. That's what I mean. It does. Like I just, I'm I'm super boring like that, and I don't know why, but I'm always just like strength. Yes, go. Followed closely by HP, like by like, like stamina, health, so, y- y- tank. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm always like a warrior class. I like to hit things really hard and do big numbers and like hit things and make them explode. Yeah, that's just me. So I'm super boring. <laughs> what about you? Oh man, like it depends on the RPG. Okay. So if there's an option to be a sneaky boy, I like okay. to be a sneaky boy. I like to be a sneaky little thief slash rogue. They're fun. All right. Uh, so I guess that would be like whatever sneak stat is, I guess would be the answer there. Yep. But, I mean, recently I've been playing uh, Divinity, the original Sin okay. 2. Okay. And as I'm an archer, putting lots of points into finesse to right. up my, my high ground advantage. Uh, but I'm also quite quite partial to, you know, um, persuasion stats. If there's a heavy focus on conversation, got to put points in that. Right. Or if it's Dark Souls, you know, I'm all about that faith, throwing lightning bolts, faith builds. <laughs> Depends on the RPG, really. Okay, fair enough. I like I said, I'm super boring. I, I, I like would... from the, that, that's the first thing I max out, and from there I, I like gauge what type of game it's going to be, and then then I'll sort of spec it out. I from I, there. Next RPG you play, I recommend you challenge yourself. I know, I know, I, and I always do eventually, but it's always those first couple of levels. I'm always just like. Strength. I just I want more. I want bigger numbers. Give me those numbers. Make those make those damage bars go down quicker. <laughs> that's what that's what I want. I want that dopamine rush when I'm like oh, I'm winning. Um, <laughs> that's I'm that's your answer. Boring. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what what's the next RPG you can push yourself in. 
Does Red Dead hey, have stat building? Not that I know of. No, I don't think so. Uh, when you play this Harry Potter RPG, mm. you're not going to go strength there, are you? I guess it, it's, it it's unfair to clock. sort of yeah. think about, speculate the, the stats, but if there's a strength, like it's it not dep- going to increase your spell power. It depends how it depends how the classes work in that game as well. Because the Hufflepuff in me feels like I need to pick Herbology because that's a so very Hufflepuff So trait. like, yeah, all I, all I ask is that in the next RPG you play, if there's, look at the stats and don't go straight to strength. But Kyron, do you know what the next RPG I'm probably going to play is? What's that? It's Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> that's fine. Like, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, don't King- pick magic. No. No definitely bueno. Pick, definitely pick the sword. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fair enough. After Kingdom After Kingdom after Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Okay. All right, cool. Fair enough. Done. We'll circle back around on that. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, you were saying it, and I'm like, but Kyron, I, yeah. I can't do never, that. Never pick the magic stuff in Kingdom Hearts. I don't want to do that. I want... Oh, I want no, thank you. Swords all the time. Because big numbers, especially slay, in Kingdom Hearts, slay those heartless. Um, you don't run it. You, you don't run out of MP when you're just swinging your Keyblade normally. No, fuck no. And you do sweet combos. Exactly. Some little flashy combos. Fuck yeah! And they look even flashier in this game. Anyway. Oh, anyway. But uh, thank you for your question, Brod. It was a nice, easy one this week. Knocked that one out of the park. I'm sorry, my answer is really boring, but I mean it's the truth. I didn't want to lie to you, so. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just, again, take this as a chance to grow. Be more flexible. Next RPG, challenge yourself, Joel. To be fair, when I started my character for our current D&D campaign, I did challenge myself. I, I, exactly. I stuck sort of similarly to like, you know, I wanted to be able to have the option to hit things with like a giant axe. But I'm also, but I'm I'm more like a, a, a buff healer. I'm like one of our only healers in our group. So, um it's a paladin. Yeah, I'm a paladin. So, like, you know, but I still get to hit stuff. I'm not very good at it, but I can still do it. Anyway, so, I purpose- yeah, we, so yeah. you're a you're a tank, and I'm a sneaky bow boy. Yeah, sneaky bow boy and tank. That's a Netflix series I'd watch. Right there. Yeah, and then all you episodes hear, now streaming. And then you can hear uh, Brod and Tobias talk about it on hunting seasons. So, thank you very much, Brod, for your question. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, segue. There we go. Um, excellent. But yes, thank you very much. Our final question this week uh, comes from Mr. Ben Clark. Uh, speaking of our D and D game, he's uh, the wonderful DM, created an amazing world for us to uh, basically dick around in, um, and we do. So it's a lot of fun, and he's also a very good friend of ours. And uh, yeah, we love him a lot. So. Uh, ben asks us this week, share some of your rage-inducing video game memories. A difficult boss or section, an outrageous lockup, or a ridiculous challenge. Good God. There's been there's been so many. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this before, climbing out of Hades in God of War. <laughs> just fucking... I actually threw my controller at that. Like, it just... Oh, oh, I um, I literally broke my controller. That's right. Playing yes. Mass Effect Three mm-hmm. on whatever what, whatever the hardest difficulty was called. I forget its name. Like nightmare or something. Insanity. Insanity. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on Insanity. I was I was at London and I was on the rooftop, 
fighting like the banshees and the uh the husks and all that oh, God. And i don't know why it was like definitely my it was like a, i'd been doing multiple attempts attempts but uh for some reason i died and i snapped and i i piffed my controller from you've seen my you know my living room arrangement from my couch oh, yeah. to the left all the way down to like the uh mm-hmm. the door to the other end of the house and that controller broke which yep. sucked because it was a nice controller i mm-hmm. miss it dearly yeah perfectly i'm looking controller. at it right now it doesn't work anymore yep um yeah I, I mean look it's i don't know i'm trying to think of other ones that are like prominent ones that i've had Just, i remember your wind waker story that was frustrating for you oh it was only frustrating for me is because i had fucking the fucking chuckle brothers behind me have who, are, who have just asked us questions but yeah the chuckle brothers who are uh, yeah question asks this week <laughs> they should be referred to as the chuckle brothers from now on um yeah that's the, only reason, that's, that's the only reason why it was frustrating because i just they were just killing themselves laughing and it was just pissing me off even more and more and i'm like this isn't fun anymore i don't want to play this game um as far as difficult bosses go like i mean i I play from software games, so I guess yeah. all of those. Yep. Yep. Bloodstar Beast. Oh, Bloodstar Beast. That motherfucker. Blood, Bloodstar Beast bitch. when the poison kicks in. Yep. Yep. Fucking. Oh. That noise can get fucked, is what mm-hmm. I can do. Um, The first time fighting Father Gascoigne. For me. Okay, yeah. That fuck it. You watched me do that. <laughs> I did. I watched you nearly go insane doing you that. You witnessed me do that. Um. Yeah, now nah, I think yeah. Any 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 from software, yeah, boss is like. I'm trying to think of ridiculous challenges as well. Again, like, I don't want to keep going back to a from software world. Yeah, I know there was some. I played it. I, I didn't finish it, but I played a little bit of uh, Metroid. Samus Returns. I want to make sure I get the name right. Not not Return of Samus. Return of Samus is the Game Boy game. Right. So I was played. A, I played a bit of Metroid Samus Returns on the hardest typically. Like Fusion Mode is is no joke. Like <laughs> you better use that counter because yep. it's it's bullshit. And just in general, the Diggernaut boss in that game is fucking frustrating yep. as hell. There you just, go. That's the one. Fucking. And I love that game. And I think he's an interesting idea for a boss, but that fight is a nightmare. Oh, fucking dear. Also, fighting dick. nightmare in Metroid Fusion. Get fucked, you bastard. Mm. Get out of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, to describe fighting him, if you've played Metroid games, imagine fighting a boss when you're in water without the gravity suit. And that sort of gives you an idea of what to expect. It's a pain in the ass. Ugh. Ugh. Ew. Yeah, um, man. Playing through the original Uncharted on Crushing Difficulty to get the Platinum. Oh yeah, I had that the jet ski with... segment. Yeah. Mm. I can't imagine how was how was the part with the monsters. Those are always the parts I've dreaded in those games. That's where I that's where I like grinded trophies. Okay, there were there actually it wasn't too bad. Um, it was just managing ammo and but I was grinding trophies there. There's one part where it was like an open area and there was like, um, like uh, ammo that would respawn. Yeah. So I would I was grinding. I think it was like. One of like we the ones you had to like kill enemies with specific weapons. That's right. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that so much at all. I had the the cheats at that point, so it was more so going through with every weapon and getting like the certain amount of kills 
with each of the weapons and just like reloading that area and just doing that over and over again. So that wasn't too bad. You cheeky bugger. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always leave the crushing run until I've got cheats because they don't impact on you. Actually, speaking of speaking of Naughty Dog, playing Last of Us on the hardest difficulty, not well, not survival, but one under that. Yeah, right. Was, honestly, that's I still recommend that's how you play that game. Honestly, yeah, I need to go back. I to think that it's the game. best version of Last of Us. Yeah, play it without listen mode. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. It's actually terrifying. Yeah, it, it becomes a like much more of a survival horror game than it does a shoot bangy third person shooter. I'm just trying to think of other, like, I've had some pretty, like, pretty amazing rage moments in uh, in Overwatch matches. Just yes. just those times where, you, that, where it hits you when you're just at that perfect level of, like, fatigue and something, like, an enemy just keeps getting you over and over again, like, and it's usually, sure. a, fu- it's usually a fucking Genji. So sure, we're both guilty of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. We, we, and we, we rely very heavily on Broad to pull us back in a line. <laughs> Oh yeah, what what was he saying? Don't tilt, don't don't tilt. Yeah, no tilts, <laughs> no tilts here. I'm like sorry, fine, okay, it's fine, it's fine. God, yeah, good times. Um, oh. yeah. Have you, have you got anything else that comes to mind? Try to think. I got pretty close with trying to play Enter Sandman with you and Ben. <laughs> in Rock Enter Band Sandman is hilarious. Uh. That's Boy, so good. It's so funny. I have, how do I even tell that story of how to, just being an inside sto- an inside joke? Like we were basically just trying it, we, again. It was that level of the night where we were like, getting pretty tired. We've been playing rock band all afternoon, but I was and, still pretty new to rock band. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, you got over that, and then realized it was like it was getting to be so much, and you thought it was hilarious. You and Ben thought it was hilarious to just keep fucking it up. And I was like, just, oh, keep, oh. just keep redoing Enter Sandman. It's fine. Oh, they're it's, like, it's a good time. They're like, oh, no, Joel, we messed it up. Like, oh, we're going to do it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And especially because the start of that song, because I was playing drums, there's no drums for like a minute. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'll just fucking sit here and do nothing then. It's fine. Hey, you chose to be drummer. Yeah, I like the drums. After we, after no, none of us wanted to do it. Yeah, I technically I did. Don't make it look like I chose to be the drums. I wanted to be <laughs> drums, but you guys didn't want to be either. So, two way street. You defaulted <laughs> to them. I did but, uh, default to them. Yeah, well, just there's been so like, if I had to pick like an answer, for, a blanket answer for these, uh, the From Software bosses. Yep. Playing the Naughty Dog games on their hardest difficulties are frustrating as hell. Mm-hmm. The insanity runs in the Mass Effect games are bullshit. I remember Mass Effect 3. Like, even after you get through all of the crap on insanity, that final run where Marauder Shields tries to stop you, like, genuine fear. Because he would hit you once and you would die. Shields down. And you have to, like, reload and just just run down the stretch again. He got me again. Reload, do it again. Like, oh... (laughs) Yeah, not good. Not fun. I mean, he was trying to help us, though. <sighs> yeah. Marauder Shields just wanted us to not see that ending. And I respect that, really. <laughs> it was That's shielding you from the ending. Yeah. Oh, God. But, uh, but yeah, I, I pretty much similar categories as you. Like, from software games, Overwatch matches, you know. The usual fare. Oh, and just... the, the 
climbing out of Hades in in God of War, like the OG the, Valk- God of War. the Valkyries in the new God of War, Speci- specifically oh, they... Sigrun. Yeah. yeah, okay, Sigrun is fucking she. She's a jerk, and I love fighting her. But boy, did I watch her! I did I reach into that little void a lot and get smacked out of it and dragged along the ground. Yep. May have gotten a bit sick of seeing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because it's such a long animation, too, you're like, well, I yeah. guess I'll fucking sit here and watch this happen. Guess I'll go fix myself a drink. Yep. While she mashes me into a pace. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, God of War, actually, like the new God of War, I had a couple of moments, I think. Oh, yeah. Trying to get challenges as well. That was, yeah. Is it, I have an amazing story about that from my housemate, but it's not fair, fair for me to tell that story. Ooh. That was unfair of me to even tease that, but. It's just not fair, so, so I'm we'll, not going to bring it up. We'll have it on. We'll have him on the show, and we'll bring it up then. That's fine. Well, he was on to talk God of War, so maybe he brought it up. I can't remember. I think we 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 gingerly stepped around it because we didn't. I don't know if we felt like bringing it up at that point. There's nothing more insulting than a game asking if you want to switch to easy mode. That's just that's what I'll say. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Uh, well, on that note, thank you very much, Ben, for your question. Uh, just to get us riled up right at the end of the episode. Get out. Yeah, I've, I've got to go to bed angry now. Yeah. You never go to bed angry. Don't go to sleep angry. I have to like, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something before I go to sleep. That'll cheer me up. Yeah, maybe I'll watch. I don't know what I'll watch. Oh, Big Mouth Season 2 came out. I'm going to watch that. Have you watched Have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet? No. no. I, not yet. <sighs> I watched some of season one. I like it. I just haven't got into it yet. Karen, you know what I'm like with things. Bad at them? Yes. That's exactly it. I'm not very good at committing. Um, all right. Before you get any more furious at me for not watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think that's an episode, Karen. You bring us home. All right. God damn it, Joel. <laughs> I wasted my cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt on you. I, I, I kind of get no, it, but, but don't. you don't respect it. You don't, don't. You don't appreciate it. No, I don't. All right then. As always, thank you for listening to this week, this week's episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. If you've reached this point, we do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can hit us up via our website, which is www.dialogueoptions.com. Alternatively, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it is Spotify or Podbean or Podchaser or iTunes, chuck us a little review or some stars or a thumbs up or a share. Uh, Everyone helps so much and we do appreciate it. But I just love doing this with you anyway, Joel. So yeah, how are you? Keep going. (laughs) Uh, Alternatively... Our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at X. And Joel, the most recent thing I did was I retweeted a tweet from Mark Serrells because he wrote an article for CNET this week about uh, some scientists who were given $200,000 to figure out why the Megalodon went extinct. Uh, oh, so God. Mark, Mark Serrells retweeted a, a, one, of my, one of the coolest things you can see on the internet which is a very short looping gif of uh, Deep Blue. I'm pretty sure it's Deep Blue, which is basically the uh, biggest great white shark you'll see out there, Joel. Oh, good. It's about 20 feet long. Shit. <laughs> about, seven, about seven meters. So uh, we'll see Ooh. that. Go to my Twitter feed. 
it's it's awe-inspiring and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, where can I find you, Joel? Uh, I love the rhyme there too, by the way. Um, I'm gonna I'm at Jolly Mac. You can find me on Twitter at Jolly Mac. Where the last thing I tweeted was about a day ago, where I was uh, after like a five and a half hour session of Forza, I just was been saying how much fun I'm having with Forza Horizon Four, um, and that well done to Playground Games for making a very very excellent game. It's a good game. Yep. Very, very, very good. That's all I've been tweeting about. Oh, in that case, Joel, I'll let our wonderful theme song take us out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Player one. Player two. Prepare yourself. options podcast